Broadcasting live from Stamford, Connecticut, the beautiful and very safe, I should say, Stamford, Connecticut. The yeah. Animal Farm Radio Show is live on this Thursday edition. This is basically our Friday, Ben, because we're not going to be here tomorrow. Uh, usually announce a date. I'm not going to do that. I don't. But what is today's date anyway? It's the uh, it's the 18th. Great. Um, and it, obviously we're yeah, not going to be here tomorrow. Reason I just reasonably announce the date if, if they ever replay our show. Yeah, this way people know <laughs> that within the not. first couple minutes they know it's a repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're already uh, offline here. Obviously, Ben, you got here a little late. That's why I'm doing the intro. So I'm going to do my best. Anyway, Pyeth, Ben, Tony, you are listening to them. We got some new Obama songs. We got some great uh, news and information. Campbell Brown once again doing her job and keeping Obama in check. We will be covering that. I want to talk a little bit more about Gates. Uh, orders now place planning to close Gitmo, so we'll hold them to it. And of course, I want to continue right from last night's show with the children in Georgia in a Georgia school, basically put into a little detention center in the school. Really great way to teach our children, and of course, it's helping education. So, so much of that, and I think open lines tonight, Ben. I think we're going to continue with the phone calls five one two eight seven nine three eight zero five. So much the crazy, the ridiculous perversion. So much ahead, straight ahead. You are on the farm. The Animal Farm Radio Show. The law is that guy that wears that badge and a gun. That's the one that puts you in jail. That's the law. So do you men lack confidence? Need some help in that intimate area? Well, now we have the answer for you. The Animal Farm Radio Show. Good. Talk about an unrehearsed intro. So much has happened, Ben. I actually, uh, I wanted to put together. My, here's my idea. I want to do like every Friday, and of course this is like our Friday show. Yeah. I want to do kind of like a week in review because we've done so much this week and we've talked about so many things that I think it would help in the future if we did maybe like a five or a ten minute segment or maybe an entire segment, fifteen Gee, minutes. That's a wonderful idea. Thank you very much. I appreciate that compliment. And I, I really <laughs> like to do you know like a full review week in review. It's going to take a little bit of work, but that's what I had. I don't have that in front of me, so I'm sorry for the tease. Anyway, uh, we do have phone lines. Uh, we're gonna. I'm still working on other shows, folks. So just stay with us uh hopefully by tomorrow even though we're not going to be here i can hopefully get on the horn and get some people up and running with the phones tonight at least jack i hope to get jack up and running tonight so uh progress is being made good um, unlike the uh the, the bush promises uh 512-879-3805 so much to talk about tonight uh but starting off of course like always here on the animal farm to lubricate your mind and get you ready for the horrible and the disease is the sickly the unwarranted and the phony that's, that's right jesse ventura and i'd like to get a drum roll and do my thing here on the animal farm and my perverted mind has to start out with the only Starting article, which is the fake ministry emails push Christians towards porn. Please pray that no one will be fooled by these attacks. Of course, I had to talk about this. Ben, a cyber war has been launched on Ted Bear's movie guide. 
which, uh, with its sister organization, the Christian Film and Television Commission, advocates for the clean movies in Hollywood movement. You, you know about this, right, Ben? No. Yeah, they want to clean up movies in Hollywood because, you know, that's obviously going to help our children, keep them safe. Bear told WorldNet Daily he has received a series of reports about the distribution of emails or posting of blog comments that purport to be from him or his organization, but the dispatches provide links to pornography, including homosexual sites. Bear, who is also a... <laughs> <laughs> Bear, who is also a columnist for w, uh, for One That Daily, says he's asking anyone who sees such activity to report it. This is a criminal attack on our ministry, he said. We are looking at legal and criminal action, Bear said. But in the meantime, we urgently ask all of our partners and supporters to please pray that no one will be fooled by these attacks and that the attacks will stop. He said the FBI uh, and police have been contacted and investigators already are tracking the computer address uh, of the units used. You need to pray for the good Lord. America. I agree, George. He told Warner Delhi that the the attack might be related to his public statements in favor of California's Proposition 8, a ballot measure that passed November 4th, which adopted a state constitutional amendment limiting marriage to couples of one man and one woman. So they are falsifying his name on the blogs. There, Ben. They're, they're you know, I, I guess it's a joke, you know, to us, but they're they're bringing their users to the porn sites instead of you know Christian I like sites. To say. Whatever. Pilot. <laughs> here's here's kind of a frightening thing. Pilot tells passengers, "I'm not." Qualified to land plane, a pilot with more than 30 years' experience what? was forced to turn. <laughs> Can you imagine th- being on the plane and hearing the pilot? Excuse me, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not qualified to land this airplane. It's Hold true. on to your britches. That, that's, ex- that's exactly what happened, Ben. And, and said things that were almost about to land. They were coming down, but they hit fog. So a pilot with more than 30 years' experience was forced to turn his plane around because he was not qualified to land in fog. Uh, how do you land in fun? An airline confirmed Thursday uh, passengers on the 8.45 a.m. flyby <laughs> flight to uh, Paris were just minutes away from landing at their destination when they were told they would have to go all the way back to Cardiff, England. All the way. One passenger from Bristol missed a job interview in France because of the incident. But Cassandra Grant explained, 20 minutes outside Paris, the captain said, unfortunately... I'm not qualified to land the plane in Paris. They're asking for a level two qualification, and I only have a level five. We'll have to fly back. Uh, this is, again, all because of dense fog covering Charles de Gaulle Airport, um, and I had not been there when the flight took off. So I don't know. My question is, how do you go 30 years flying a plane and never encounter fog? Or how are you only a level two after 30 years? What is this like? You know, you, you get a know. law degree after five years. This is this is outrageous. I don't know. Um, strange. It is uh, quite strange indeed, Ben. And finally, for me, a tumor now removed from newborn's brain contained a foot. Um, I don't know. Thank, thank God for Fox News. No, it's true. A pediatric neurosurgeon says a tumor he removed from the brain of a Colorado Springs infant contained a tiny foot and other partially formed body parts, Ben. I mean, I, I can't make this up. Dr. Paul Grab says he operated on Sam Esquibel at Memorial Hospital for Children after an MRI showed a microscopic tumor on the newborn's brain. It's crazy. It is. Uh, Sam was three days old and otherwise healthy. Grab says that while removing the growth, he discovered it contained a nearly perfect foot and the formation of another foot, a hand, and a thigh, Ben. Good grief! I, I, I don't know what to say about it. I've never heard anything like this. It looked like the uh, like the breech delivery of a baby coming out of the brain. Greb said to find a perfectly formed structure like this is extremely unique, Jeez, unusual, man. 
and borderline unheard of. Any pictures with that? Or, I, uh... Uh, yes, I actually, there are pictures. You know what I'll do? Just because you uh, are a little bit sicker than I am, oh, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna see if I can delicious this for all of the, the listeners at home. Um, he's sick. So just give me a yeah. minute there. I'm loading up the page. But yeah, I mean, you want to talk about the crazy, the sickly, and the unbelievable. I think that I did a pretty good job tonight, Ben, Other, you know, despite the intro. Damn, that's <laughs> so, unbelievable. What's on your mind? I, I do really, Good folks, line. I really want to do an open lines tonight. We do have the phones up and running like we've been saying. And I think there's a whopping 15 in the chat room, which I guess is better than, you know, 14. Uh, but anyway, we do want to get your thoughts on anything. It could be anything we've talked about, anything we haven't talked about. Obviously, we do miss information, Ben, even though we cover it pretty diligently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do want to get your participation. We do have some announcements. Once again, 512-879-3805. It is our final show of this week. We will be off tomorrow. Uh, obviously, yes. we're joining you Monday, and I think you and I, Ben, uh, did say we'd be on Tuesday. We'll talk yeah, about that. I think that. Monday and Tuesday, yep, and then Wednesday we're taking off. And... The real sad thing is that we don't have law or law. Um, That's a shame. It, it is. It is a shame. Charles. Is, oh my goodness. These pictures. These pictures have nothing to do with this article. So I. I would not. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what I just saw, but I don't even want to try to explain it. But <laughs> anyway, folks. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there has been some more rumors here on the Animal Farm. And once again, folks, thanks for joining us. And thank I do you have one support. more sickly. Are do we, you have a sickly? Are we on the sickly? Oh, because I was going to go into the robot thing, and he's been uh, you know, badgering us all day already. But no, go ahead. You go into the sickly, then we'll talk about the robot. Sure, just one quick article uh, just to let people know in yeah. case they want. Burger King is now putting out a scent of love. A perfume. I saw the burger perfume. Yeah. I didn't think it was Burger King, though. It's uh, it, Yeah, Burger King is hoping to be known uh, as more than the home of the Whopper. Oh. The fast food chain rolled out Flame. It's called Flame, a new men's body spray ah. uh, billed as the scent of seduction with the hint of flame broil. There meat. is a smell. It smells like a shit. <laughs> so if you... <laughs> it's very nice, yeah. said Salami Kushi, 55 and a South Boston resident, who was sipping hot coffee at Burger King on Broadway yesterday. <laughs> yes, and that he he uh, as his companion grimaced. Uh, Koshi sprayed the scent on his wrist, then took a long sniff of the flame for men, and he said, "Yes, nice." Ooh, <laughs> so you, you smell like the you smell like a greasy uh, kitchen, basically, is what I, you're saying? I guess I'd, I'd really love to smell this crap to see what it. Uh, well, of course, most you know, it's four dollars a bottle, so uh, maybe we should we should buy some and try to. Uh, maybe you should give it away as like a prize if you win something on the animal farm. Maybe Ben, what maybe, do you think? Maybe. Um, oh my God! Well, obviously, women like nothing more than the greasy smell hamburger dude um I, I guess i don't really know but it's never worked for me uh so yeah so the robot here ben i mean obviously we we play the show we come into the show the robot that plays before our show we have no control over folks so we're I sorry stole. about that and yeah of course he's been kind of hijacking our broadcast oh he stole the milk and apples my goodness me freaking uh, and, robot and of course um you know, uh, what would an Animal Farm first segment of the show be without a new Obama or a current Obama song? If you're joining us now, folks, and if you've never listened to the Animal Farm, uh, we, we try to have fun with things. And, of course, Pyeth is on the soundboard. Thank you, Pyeth. He does all the sounds, the funnies, the unbelievables, the credibles. And he's been uh, putting together quite a collection, Ben, of Obama-related I'm gonna songs. I'm going to make that long-legged Mac Daddy tell me where he was born and who he is and where he came from. Right. I, I'm going right. to demand the truth. Thank you. That, and that is, of course, <laughs> Pastor Manning. And, and so the fusion between the Pastor Manning 
clips, especially the Obama of him screaming it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and some of our favorite songs from, from the past, from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, uh, the greatest hits. Piet has been putting together quite a collection, and he's got a new one, and he's maybe even got an old one. We've been getting quite the request, and I think people only listen to the show because of these particular songs, and maybe just because of Piet. So nobody yeah. really cares what we're talking about. They're then. like screw fighting the so, new world order. We right. just want to hear yeah, Piet's, it's like, well, uh, we've already lost the fight, you know? So, okay, Piet, why don't you do that and kill a little bit of time? Okay. This is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Wait, there's more to this? <laughs> All right, well, that's there you, there you go. That's Animal Farm flavor right there, I, I would say. Uh, you have another one? Yeah, okay, go ahead, Pi. You might as well. We're not talking about anything important. <laughs> oh boy. Yes, and uh, Pyth would like to send a little shout out here and thank uh, Ray. We, I think we should all thank Ray. I mean, yeah. there's been and there's so many other people I'd like thank to thank too uh, for sending us a lot of clips. And Ray does; he's a huge part of the Animal Farm, especially when it comes to sound Thanks. clips information. And of course, thank you to Uncover the News, Restore the Republic, all the people in the chat room, Dan, and and of course Leonard. And, and we got to start making a list here, Ben, because we always forget. Some of the great folks, and uh, you know, they, they do contribute to the show. So, uh, one somewhat important article here, and we'll what go a into break. Friend, you are. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. Gates here orders plan for closing Guantanamo. So, Ben, you and I could be both wrong on this count. U.S. Defense Secretary Robert Gates has ordered aides to draw up plans for closing the war on terror prison at Guantanamo Bay, a declared priority for President-elect Barack Obama. Spokeswoman said Thursday. Gates wanted to be ready in a, in case Obama decides to take action on Guantanamo soon after assuming office next month, said Jeff Morrell, the Pentagon press secretary. He asked his team for a proposal on how to shut it down, what will be required specifically to close it and move the detainees from that facility, and at the same time protect the American people from dangerous terrorists. Now, where are they going to move them? I haven't read this article. Like, I don't really read anything before the show yet, right? Uh, the request has been made. Yeah, I mean, I don't see anything um, about where they're going to put these, you know, inmates. This 250, at least what they're listing here, the prison itself, 250, was opened in early 2002. The whole detainees captured in Afghanistan, Pakistan, and elsewhere in the U.S. War on terror. That's but, a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> thank you, God. <laughs> the prisoners include Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the alleged operational mastermind of September 11, 2001 attacks. Wow, he, he's a smart no. cookie. He he masterminded the entire day. Can you believe that, Ben? Incredible. Uh, on sure. New York and Washington, as well as other alleged senior al-Qaeda leaders. It's amazing what you can get when you torture somebody. My God, just the answers and the information. All and types it, of stuff. It really is amazing. Maybe I'll start doing it to people that I don't like. Uh, I would like to see it closed. And I think it will be a high priority for the new administration, he says on the Charlie Rose show. Um, this was, uh, who was this? I guess this must have been, yeah, this was the uh, Barack Obama, of course. But he said closing the prison will require passage of laws that would prevent dangerous detainees from being released in the United States. So I guess, mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the, the worry here is that we don't want to have a torture camp, but the, uh, you know, the 
the negative aspect of closing is that we're just going to release these people all over the New York streets or America's streets, and they're going to yeah. obviously kill all of well, us. Well, you know, what, one thing that they could do is they could really fish through each of these people and try to figure out what they're really there for. Yeah, I bet you half of them probably aren't there for doing anything. Maybe, I, yeah, uh, that's a good you know, idea. sheep herders, goat, goat herders, and, and things of that nature. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they could even try them in U.S. courts. <laughs> ah, stupid me. Anyway, folks, when we get back, I want to talk about the youths in the Georgia school now literally being put into... Um, into a prison inside the school for time out and unfortunately one kid killed himself we'll get to that and so much more stay with us you have made me very angry very angry indeed now you and your friends and family can enjoy the cleanest most delicious and healthy drinking water anytime even while traveling camping at sporting events or in emergency situations the Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury while leaving in the beneficial and nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote lakes and streams. The optional PF2 filters even remove fluoride. The Berkey Light LED with its rechargeable lighting system can be used as a nightlight or camp light. To view or purchase your Berkey water system and replacement filters, please visit Freedom Underground Radio's website homepage at WFURadio.com and click the Berkey banner. Once again, that's WFURadio.com and click the Berkey water banner. Not yet available in Iowa. Hey, Jack Blood here, host of Deadline Live. I wanted to share with you my secret weapon in fighting the new world order. It's a new product called Enerfood. Enerfood is bar none the best health supplement I've tried, and I've tried them all. With many ingredients like spirulina, chlorella, dulse, kelp, barley, grass, alfalfa, leaf, beetroot, orange peel, winter cherry root, it really is nothing less than superfood. I couldn't imagine having to shop and prepare all of these ingredients, but now I don't have to. Enerfood's done it for me. A simple scoop of powder every day is all all it takes. No fillers, no miracle claims, no magic bullets. Just a real product with real results. Sure. Call them today and mention Jack Flood and get a special discount. Get the two-pack special with the coconut oil powder. Call them now, 1-866-762-9238. 1-866-762-9238. Or simply go to enerfood.com. That's E-N-E-R, enerfood.com. Tell them Jack Flood sent you. Help. The superfood for you and your family. Hemp has nutritional values that far exceed any known plant. Hemp, used for food, clothing, and shelter since time began. Hemp, this God-given food source is controlled by your government, making it not legal to grow for American people and farmers, but legal to import. Our founding fathers grew hemp because they knew of the benefits it offered. The protein powder, seeds, and oil are available through HempUSA.org. Recommended daily intake of this food source will allow the body to heal itself from many ailments. Loaded with potassium, magnesium, calcium, essential fatty acids, amino acids, and nutrients not available in other plants. Hemp can be stored with a long shelf life as a life-sustaining food source for you and your family. Could this be the government's best-kept secret? Call today at 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Learn. Help. Shop at HempUSA.org. We do not charge for shipping. That's 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org today. Hey. You're listening to the future of talk. Freedom Underground Radio. Freedom Underground Radio.
We're going to be a little funny tonight, folks. Good stuff. Sure, that was, that's a pretty go in there, probably. I think what we're, what we're talking about is we're going to have a vote for the best Obama slash Pastor Manning song. And I'm so excited. He seems to be getting around quite a bit, Mr. Pastor Manning. So maybe we'll have him on the Animal Farm mine as well. We're benefiting off of his uh, his sermons and this and that. Do it but not. anyway, yeah. I want to try to get to some uh, talking tonight, something worth mentioning. Once again, the phones and are up. Brother. That's right, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the phones are up, guys. Come on, get on the air. Let's talk about something. I mean, you know. Give us something to talk about as well, and you can... 512-879-3805, or you can instant message us at AOL Instant Messenger, Animal Farm Show, and you can also um, drop us emails, info at animalfarmshow.com. Of course, and and deadlinelive.info is currently our chat room. We have some people in there talking, and we really do appreciate that. Indeed. So glad you joined us, and, um, you know, I'll I'll keep my cool here, Ben, but, you know, you ask any of my teachers growing up in middle school, high school, they all pretty much hated me, and, you know, I definitely had my share of timeouts, Ben. There's no question about it. Never actually got uh, put into a detention center in my own school. That, I think, would have been just a wee bit over the top. But unfortunately, we have reached the age, uh, at least in my opinion, Ben, of this you know, this craze with torture and 24. And God knows what kind of mental problems the teachers themselves have from growing up. But anyway, oh, God, yeah, it, it, this, is just, uh, this is just heartbreaking. But i got to talk about it because I do care about education and health. Uh, children forced into cell-like school seclusion rooms. Uh, I'm not really – yeah, I'm not making this up here. Murrayville, which was the city here in Georgia – this is a CNN exclusive report. A few weeks before 13-year-old Jonathan King killed himself, he told his parents that his teachers had put him in timeout. We thought that it meant go sit in the corner and be quiet for a few minutes, Tina King said, tears washing her face as she remembered the child uh, she called our baby, a good kid. Uh, but timeout in Boys North Georgia Special Education School was spent in something akin to a prison cell, Ben. A concrete room latched from the outside, its tiny window obscured by a piece of paper called a seclusion room. It's where, uh, in November 2004, Jonathan hanged himself with a cord a teacher gave him to hold up his pants. An attorney representing the school has denied any wrongdoing. Yeah. I'll say that again. Thank you, Ben. You read my mind before my mind even thought about it. That's so funny. I think we're getting used to each other. I'll (laughs) I'll read it again. Yes. An attorney... I'll, I'll, I'm going to read it really slowly because even I can't believe that this is even printed. An attorney representing the school has denied any wrongdoing. Maybe you know. Maybe he means that the attorney hasn't done anything wrong. Because how know. could you possibly have the nerve? Anyway, uh, is anybody else insulted uh, though? I, I, you know, I, uh, how insulting I go is overboard that? on this show, and I got to be careful, and I, I don't want to scream. Seclu- uh, seclusion rooms here, sometimes called timeout rooms, are used across the nation, generally for special needs children. Critics say that along the, uh, with the death of Jonathan, many mentally disabled and autistic children have been injured or traumatized. A uh, few states have laws on using seclusion rooms, uh, though 24 states have written guidelines, according to a 2007 study conducted by Clemson University researcher. Texas, which was included in that study, has stopped using seclusion and restraint. Georgia has just begun to draft guidelines four years after Jonathan's death. So it took them four years to even think about drafting things. And the sad thing is that we even have to sad things that we even have to talk about this. The sad thing is that people even have to think about writing up guidelines so that teachers don't put 
children in school into friggin' detention Prisons, centers. Yeah. I mean, this is the problem with freedom is that you give idiots freedom and they do stupid things with it. But um, that's why freedom's not free. Worked in the house of the master and went and told him that Jubal had grown a pig in the woods and was going to have a celebration and got him whooped. <laughs> what the hell is he talking? That's that Pastor. Man- that's Pastor that, Manning. No, that's Riley Martin. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Riley Martin. My God. My God. <laughs> God no, but the, but there is a Pastor Manning clip that's similar. I thought that you know, I don't know what he's talking but listen, about. But... Listen to this because I did take the CNN yeah. article that we were just reading and, and put it into our uh, a website here. Sure. They come with a couple points of uh, a couple bullet points with it, and um, I'll read them here. Mentally disabled, autistic kids injured, traumatized in school seclusion rooms. These are the quote quote unquote timeout rooms that they do to, that they put them in. Yeah, and yeah. This happens all the time. Apparently, they harm themselves in these rooms and things like that. Well, of course. Uh, but one girl, an autistic Iowa girl, confined in the school uh, storage closet, she pulled out her hair. Um, because she was, you know, so yeah, traumatized, well, I guess, by it. You know, you, listen, I mean, not for nothing, Ben, but, you know, when, when you're young, and even, I mean, no one wants to be in a dark room secluded, because uh, it's scary, but especially yeah. when you're young, look, I mean, you know, it's a little bit more, right now we're adults, maybe we can deal with it a little better, but, I mean, come on, when you're young, that's got to scare the, the ever-loving hell out of you. Oh, hell yeah, it um, does. And, especially and, if you're autistic and you don't really know what's happening in this world, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, let's pretend you're not, it's still scary, but of course, you know, we're talking about, you know, these poor children alone with, with autism, we're trying to figure out why that's happening, that's a whole different debate and discussion but i mean you know you got to be careful i mean not to you know use rain man as any scientific evidence but you know we know that autistic children are all different they all have special needs and and this whole thing you can't just put them in a room by themselves you don't know how they're going to react you got to be i don't know maybe that's just me being stupid but there is a some audio here and i'll play it the way everything's going and the, the impression that this get. is the these are the parents. Uh, I do want to play. There's a couple of clips. I hopefully I picked the right one, but there's the parents talking about. This is Jonathan's parents uh-huh. talking about uh, you know the death of Jonathan. Unfortunately, in the state and the school officials, it's just like another thing. I mean, they they just act like it's just another day, and you know somebody died. Oh well. I mean, they just act like they don't really care what happened. That's our government. It's our child or anybody it's our society, else. Man. It just seems like yep. they just. They just don't care, and they're just trying to keep, you know, just dragging it out as long as they can. Georgia still uses seclusion rooms. God, the sniffling. There are seclusion rooms that are used in public schools across the country. Um, how do you feel about that? I, um... <laughs> I really don't Yeah, okay, well, I'm going to get the... Yeah, no, yeah. You think they would have edited out the Shut sniffling? I mean, I... Let me try this one. Okay, so I just want to time out. Okay, here and then, uh, This is better, pie. He just warned, you know, we'd do his homework or whatever, and then he just never Thanks. would tell us, you know, what was going on. What did you think timeout meant? Taking, going in there, just been off to the corner, you know, off, to, off by itself for a few minutes to get itself to calm down. Um, you know, way well, you know. Because when he got in trouble with us, we'd set him down or, you know, take something from him for a little while and then let him, you know, relax and then let him get himself back together. Did Alpine officials ever tell you that seclusion would be used as a technique to address some of Jonathan's behavioral problems? If I remember correctly, the term they used was the timeout room. And, of course, I thought being that it would be, you know, they go send them in there. They're there 5, 10, maybe 15 minutes at the most, you know, long enough to pull themselves together and calm down. I had no idea 
that the they was extent keep... of how they were using this. All right, yeah, so I'll, I'll cut it there. That's why I'm... you don't trust your government. And you, don't trust, the, yeah, uh, I, you don't trust schools. You I agree don't trust your government. And, I mean, you know, look, uh, and you pay attention. You know, for me, Ben, I'm, I'm just at the point now where I'm sick and tired of blaming the government for everything. We, As a, as a population, we do things that are, are far more wretched in a lot of ways. I mean, our own teachers. I mean, you know, you, we talked about a woman, you know, head of the PTA, having sex with a 13-year-old boy. Or, you know, or, you know, getting naked with a 13-year-old boy. I mean, these people, mother of three. Yeah. And she's got a 13-year-old in their name. I mean, what is wrong with these people in this country? And now... Now we're talking about people in the schools, and I don't know how. I mean, look, I know kids uh, act up, and I know that you know being hyper now is is a disease. They literally have taken the hyperactivity of children, which is just natural energy being metabolized from mm-hmm. food, and God knows what soft drinks, but they've turned that into a z- disease now. So obviously, you, you you know you hear so much about medicine. We talk about timeouts and how kids are kids have to you know stop yeah. stop moving. You know, don't move. Your children to- are being drugs because they drug because they can't stop moving. And I have a news article here, man. This is incredible girl uh, handing out cough drops is accused of selling drugs at school oh great that this is this is almost a remnant of the uh, girl arrested for using a steak knife to cut her meat at, almost which yeah. was one of our greatest moments so we're the drugging the hell out of our we're <laughs> we d- drug them and then we put them in prison for giving out cough drops yeah, i love incredible. it it's great this is out of clay county florida a clay county father said he wants answers after his daughter and two other kids at her elementary school were accused of selling drugs and facing possible punishment all over some vitamin c drops nine-year-old uh, Colin Riverbark's father said he was accused of selling drugs after giving out cough drops to a fellow, fellow students at school. What was he like? <laughs> First time's free, man. Take this cough drop. Um, I don't know. Just incredible. Yeah. Uh, it, the nine-year-old girl told Channel 4 that she thinks uh, of of things like cigarettes as drugs, and she was confused when her teacher told her halls are also considered a drug. Her yeah, teacher well, told her halls were considered well, a drug. Go take your Ritalin, little Stacy. Stop giving out cough drops. Uh, much more on this, folks. When we get back, we want some phones. Uh, 512-879-3805. Stay tuned. Much more to come on the farm. It doesn't matter. Are gasoline and diesel fuel costs eating away your personal and business finances? Stupid question, right? Where there was a simple, low-cost and safe engine add-on that allowed your car, SUV, pickup, or even your semi to use water as a fuel? Yes, I said water. We have the answer. Go to hydrofreedom.com now to find out how you can boost your vehicle's gas mount by 30, 50, or even 70% or more using water and gasoline together. An easy-to-assemble add-on produces HHO, a combination of hydrogen and oxygen, often called Brown's gas. And the only byproduct created is good old water. Your engine will run smoother, last longer, and have more power, better engine performance, and less harmful emissions. You may even qualify for an IRS refund just for using it. Check us out at hydrofreedom.com. Break away from the oil cartel and save money in the process. Go to hydrofreedom.com to learn more. That's www.hydrofreedom.com. Deadline Live and Jack Ludd are proud to announce our new bookstore. 
Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. You told me Brave that you had books. is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the New World Order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to BraveNewBookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Flood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about BraveNewBookstore.com. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at libertystickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. News and information you can trust. You're listening to Freedom Underground Radio. Freedom. Freedom. Underground Radio. Freedom Underground Radio. You know the day destroys the night, night divides the day. Obama tried to run, tried to hide, break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other 512-879-3805 is the phone number to reach us. We will get to your calls in a moment. I just want to finish up this article that we were reading here. Girl handing out cough drops accused of selling drugs at school. And I'll finish up here. It's a nine-year-old girl, um, fourth-grade student. Her name is Kaylin, I guess. Rivenbark said her teacher accused her of selling drugs in school. <laughs> she says, she saw me with the cough drops out, and I guess she saw me give it to one of my friends. And then, like... Oh, I see this is good business uh, going around, uh, going on around you, Colin said. She said, you're selling drugs. I said, no, I am not. The drugs uh, the girl allegedly had were the Hull's Defense Vitamin C cough drops, which her father had put in her, her backpack weeks ago to take to school when the child was getting over a cold. I did that um, when I was in high school. And- she felt guilty <laughs> taking the cough drop. or uh, I, guess, I guess what happened is the teacher thought she was selling them because she was giving them to a friend, and one of her friends says, no, let me give you a dollar for it. And the girl was like, no, 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 no you don't want to have a dollar. The friend was like, I insist. Children are not supposed girls. to do things like that, Ben. Yeah. They're not supposed to think for themselves or make money in school. That's illegal. It's very, very very strange. But anyways, t- stories like this just piss me off to no end because it's, it's like I, I can't even sure. explain why, man. Well, I, mean, I can't even explain. The thing why. that surprises me constantly on the show is I seem why? to get so much more fired up about these issues sometimes than you do, and you have a daughter, yeah. and, and you know, thankfully you know what's going on and you take the right precautions. But I don't have 
you know, I don't have any children. I just can't even imagine what I would do if my daughter, uh, who's one year younger this next year, if this happened to her, I can't even imagine what I would do to to the school system. I just well, can't. I would probably go in there. I'd probably get arrested. I just don't. I don't know what I would do, man. I agree with you, and believe me, I'm I'm kind of a hothead too. And we, this is you made a great segue from from your article, uh, and of course, I was going to play some more audio audio from the one I was talking about, but I won't because I want to spare pie at the, uh, the sniffling and whatnot. But the, the article and the story I'm talking about Thanks. is this is this you know, <laughs> this poor 13-year-old Jonathan King. <laughs> You're welcome, Brian. <laughs> Jonathan King, and, and uh, 13 years old here in Georgia, in Murrayville, in a school in Murrayville, Georgia, and he hanged himself in this detention center yeah. in the school, on school grounds. This was their timeout center. They used to put kids in these little... Little pretty. And you, I saw. I've seen pictures of it, and you could go on CNN and check it out yourself. Yeah, you can. It's uh, pretty bad. Uh, you know, children forced into cell like school seclusion rooms. I mean, it literally looks like a little jail cell. But you made a good um, segue from this, and it's just amazing. And I wanted to ask you, what would you do if your daughter? I mean, in real time experiment here, uh, what would you do if your daughter came home and said she was put into one of these rooms? And you could just picture it like a little cell, door locked and no light. Yeah. What would you do? As a parent. Oh, me? I, yeah, you. Oh, I'd walk into the office. I'd throw a freaking chair at the window. And <laughs> You'd go to jail. You'd go right oh, to yeah. jail. So oh, no. would I. It wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be uh, a I question about I it. I mean, do. I would uh, yeah, I would throw a chair against the window, and I would probably slam the principal's head on the desk and, and you know, <laughs> say, what the hell are you doing? Why are you? How, how dare you? You know what I mean? Right. Because at that point, it's it's <laughs> you really are defending yourself. You're putting my child in, in a prison, you know what I mean? Right. Where she's scared half to death um, because there's, you know, the windows are covered up. It's it's a cement <laughs> type of prison uh, wall area, and, and you're really just scaring the crap out of my child and traumatizing them with your, uh, you know, disgusting government control techniques. It, it really and it pissed is. me off. I would go in there, I would flip out. Same thing as if, uh, you know, because now we're talking about uh, public schools and the way they handle things. We've seen them put uh, um, video cameras in the bathrooms oh, yeah. to, to keep kids from, I guess, smoking or whatever. Or whatever in the, the UK. Hell, yeah, whatever the hell is going on in there. That's something equally, equally uh, disturbing. You know, I would tell my child, uh, if you see a camera in your bathroom, rip it down. You take it home to me. And I will take it into the principal's office and I will shove it up his ass. Well, that's yeah, what I will do. That's very that's poet that's poetry right there, Ben. And you know, we often talk about the medical industrial complex and we talk about the military industrial complex, but I don't think we talk enough about the educational governmental complex because oh, there yeah. seems to be, like you're saying, you know, it all comes back to government controlled education. And one of the and, th- one of the things that scares me with it now that you said that because you got my mind going. Well, that you should go and you have a daughter for the love of God. I mean, it, of course it, you should be pissed. They're just teaching you how to be a prisoner, and when you yeah. look at these. When you look at these overt cases of, you know, we talk about just the general nation, the notion of them treating you like a prisoner where you have the cops walking around the schools with batons and with guns, armed guns. You have cameras all over the place. Everybody's being watched all the time. Uh, if you want to go to the bathroom, you need to get permission to go to the bathroom. They're teaching you to but be a slave. The, this is the most perverted yes. example. I mean, it, it is. That's, it's one thing to need a hall pass to go to the bathroom, Ben. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, whatever. We could discuss this. And every school is different. You can't compare a school in Westchester to a school in Detroit. But we're putting children under the age of 13. In cement cells. In cement cells. Yeah. So, uh, ben, you cannot let these monsters have any part of your child's life. All right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there to rear your child. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There you go, Pyth. Good job. And so there's a problem with education in this country, but more than that, there's a problem with the uh, the way in which certain schools and school districts and, and, of course, now people within the schools, these um, school advisors or whatever, how they're conducting themselves and what they're doing to children as far as punishment goes. Yeah. Um, ah, it's interesting. We've come a long way since nuns were beating everybody in school with, with rulers. I am yeah. not a number. Uh, going I to your phones. Person. Yes, you are. Going to your phones. We have someone in Maryland. We don't know who it is. It's a cell phone. You're on the air. What's up? 
Um, my name's Pat. I'm from Ocean Pines, Maryland. I'm calling, you know, because this is actually my first time calling, so well, th- I'm really nervous. Well, thank you for calling. But, Don't be nervous. Um, we, we all, we're all here for you. <laughs> I thought that, you know, this subject is one that I have, you know, a lot of experience with, and so I kind of feel like I have a responsibility to get over my shyness and share my experience. <laughs> well, good so, for you. Um, we, we, we definitely I appreciate was, you know, that. It was years ago. I'm 35 now, but uh, when I was a kid in school, I spent a lot of time in seclusion rooms. Um, I wasn't in public school. I haven't I haven't been to a public school since uh, the sixth grade. I was institutionalized at, after that, the end of sixth grade, and um, spent the remaining years of school in and out of institutions. And I've spent a lot of time in seclusion rooms like you're talking about, and um, it's just, it's crazy the way they treat kids. And, you know, me personally, my diagnosis is bipolar 1. So, you know, I wasn't dealing with autism or anything like that. But um, I still now as an adult am working through that stuff, you know, the leftover feelings about going through that sort of thing and um, being restrained and everything. And so I have my own experience with this. Well, yeah. to, oh, to say the least, then, and your, the name is Cat. Did I get that right? Thank Cat, you. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, yes. the, the, the question, I mean, it's probably a stupid question, and I'm, I'm, I guess I usually do ask stupid questions, Ben, but, I mean, this is obviously what has happened to you in these schools, and I, I, we're just hearing about this now. I just try to pay attention to certain news, but you said you've been experiencing this, and you did throughout your years in school. I mean, what impact has this had on your life? Just, I mean, obviously, whatever, it's, you know, you call a radio show, everybody's shy, it's tough to do at first, but what other things have, you know, uh, what kind of other effects have it, has it had on your life? The, being the fact that you were, in, you know, in prison in schools for whatever, for whatever behavior. Well, you know, I found myself winding up with a very institutionalized mentality that I still, to this day, am struggling to overcome. It's kind of like after a while you get to a point where you're more comfortable in that atmosphere and the real world just becomes very scary. It's, uh, you know, like you don't know how to function. And I did a lot of, when I was younger, I did a lot of self-medicating with alcohol and drugs. And um, I'm clean and sober now, you know, for nine years now. And I'm kind of getting my shit together. You know, I'm, uh, I decided that I needed to take personal responsibility for my own healing process, that, you know, for me, I could not listen to any doctors, and I really couldn't even, even family and friends couldn't tell me what I needed to do to get past the stuff and the issues that resulted from it and everything, and, and you know, the post-trauma, because I do have PTSD as well, and... Uh, Kat, you know what, Kat, hang, so on, hang, on, hang on one second. got a break coming up. I want to hold you over, and i got a couple comments, and so does Ben, so stay yeah. with us. Don't leave. We should be back with much more on the farm. Stay tuned. Thank you. I don't want to leave you on the phone. There's no telephone. We're getting calls from fucking truckers and shit. There are many types of storable foods, but how about a superfood that contains every nutrient that the human body needs for survival? 50% protein. 
300 milligrams of potassium per ounce, and calcium and magnesium for your heart and bones, with many more nutrients found in this incredible food source that the government does not want you to have. This product is available in powder, seeds, and oil, and is shipped free to your door in the U.S. This product is illegal to grow in the U.S., but is legal to import. Don't waste time thinking about storing food. Plan ahead and prepare for yourself and your family now, and be in control of your destiny. You can save and invest your money, but in the end, food will be your greatest asset. Remember what the Word of God says in Ezekiel 7.19. Call 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Remember, food will be your greatest asset. Call 908-691-2608. This product does not contain THC. Call 908-691-2608 today. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts, survivalists. The Army Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard to find objects like real wool blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-N-E Military.com with free shipping on items over $150, not including heavy items. Find Surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kit for just $2.99 a piece or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25. Want to add a brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Kids and adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks or a military fuel can for only $16. Add the siphon holes for another $7.99. Find it all online at MainMilitary.com. With shipping throughout the world, check out MainMilitary.com or call 877-608-0179. That's 877-608. 6080179 call today Gold prices are at historic highs and with the recent pullback this is a great time to buy with the value of the dollar risks of inflation geopolitical uncertainties and instability in world financial systems i see gold going up much higher hi i'm tim fry at roberts and roberts brokerage everybody should have some of their assets in investment grade precious metals At Roberts & Roberts Brokerage, you can buy gold, silver, and platinum with confidence from a brokerage that's specialized in the precious metals market since 1977. If you are new to precious metals, we will happily provide you with the information you need to make an informed decision whether or not you choose to purchase from us. Also, Roberts & Roberts Brokerage values your privacy and will always advise you in the event that we would be required to report any transaction. If you have gold, silver, or platinum you'd like to sell, we can convert it for immediate payment. Call us at 800-874-9760. We're Roberts and Roberts Brokerage. 800-874-9760. Yeah. No rules. No taboo topics. No fear of doom. We are Freedom Underground Radio. Welcome back to the Animal Farm Radio Show, folks. We left off. Uh, we still have Cat on the line. Before we get back to her, uh, we're just kind of prefacing here with the, you know, we're talking about the government institutions called schools these days, and I guess we do generalize a bit, so we're not talking about all of them. But yeah, apparently this type of behavior from school administrators, like jailing uh, kids or these timeout sessions that are not just go in the corner and look like an idiot, it's more like going to the jail cell without light. And and we've heard horror stories. But what uh, Cat on the line right now. Uh, 
Uh, she's telling Ooh, us that baby. she... Yeah, she... Okay. Come to butthead. Okay, calm down there, Pi. <laughs> uh, that's just Pi being Pi. What are you going to do? Uh, anything else to say there, Pi? Anything else? He the He will give me <laughs> good, good Lord. We can't help right. ourselves here. I think I also got caught in a curse word on the uh, end of that last break, but that's okay. We're on internet radio. We're not going to get uh, in trouble, and uh, it's kind of a rare moment on the farm. But anyway, Kat, are you still with us? Yes. Okay, well, thank you, first of all, for calling us. I know you're a little nervous. Don't be nervous. You're on the farm. We're all friends here, and we do appreciate you taking the time. And, and, and just from my standpoint, I'm just glad thank that you. you're you're letting us know about this and that it's been going on longer than just the last year because you rarely even hear about these stories on the media. And then when you do, like so many things, they're tucked underneath the, uh, the pillow, so to speak. But go on. Tell us a little bit more about what you experienced. And, and we were talking about the effects that it's had on your life. Um, so just go on. Well, yeah, you know, and I was also going to say that um, I don't know how long this has been going on in public schools because, again, I wasn't in public schools. I was, you know, in institutions. But, um, but yeah, you know, the effects on my life, well, like I said, you know, I struggle with post-traumatic stress disorder, and I struggle with that for other reasons, too. But, um, but I just, you know, like I was saying, I took personal responsibility for my own healing process, and um, I don't, you know, I avoid doctors these days. I just, uh, I try my best to just take care of, you know, my own healing. Um, I use homeopathic remedies for healing myself, and um, I'm big on meditation. That's helped me a lot. And, you know, when I can, when I get a chance like this, I try and talk to other people and share about what happened to me because helping others is a good way to heal myself. Sure. Yeah, but, that's a, um, yeah, very, very and I, uh, I spend a lot of time just kind of trying to be rigorously honest with myself and feeling what I need to feel and letting my mind go through what it needs to go through be- because that's what I have to do to get to the bottom of these issues. Well, listen, Kat. So, and it gets yeah. kind of scary, and, you know, I wind up wanting to practice avoidance sometimes, but I have to see it through. Kat, do you think that the uh, these seclusion rooms? Uh, now you said you had bipolar, and I've you know I've dealt with a lot of bipolar people before and post traumatic stress people before, and there there's really nothing um, that's incredibly out of control about them that can't be uh, remedied with things like that you talked about the self healing, yeah, the meditation and and things of that. But do you think that um, you know having those issues in your life and then them putting in putting you into a seclusion room do you think that that was a remedy to those issues or were you um getting or was it a case where you're getting extremely violent and they had to put you uh, in another place to protect themselves i don't think i think that sometimes you know they kind of pushed me you know they pushed my buttons Mm -hmm. and i became violent i did have my anger issues but i think that they took it too far and i don't think a lot of it was necessary now i do have to say too that some of it and this is you know i almost get a little bit of a laugh with this even though we're talking about a subject that's not funny Mm -hmm. um i had you know because i was a very resourceful child (laughs) i um they had me doped up on all kind of medication and i used to nod out a lot because of that and when i was in school i would start to nod out in class and they'd want me to stay awake (laughs) you know it's like they dope me up but then they get on my case for not staying awake in class and so I knew that if I got put in the seclusion room, that they'd leave me there long enough for me to be able to take a nap without anybody bothering me. Yeah. <laughs> so there were times when I actually got myself in trouble deliberately. So that was a little crazy. But And 
along the way I had kind of learned that line between getting myself in enough trouble to get in the seclusion room but not getting in so much trouble that I'd also get restrained because that is a whole nother trauma. Yeah, I think the, the big point I want to make here, Kat, but, I mean, yeah. it, you know, through, through my life, I mean, see, I never, I was never exposed to this type of stuff and I you know, didn't really know what was going on until after, you know, well after high school. I studied education in college, but I mean, I went to, a, you know, good schools and a you know, very good high school and, you know, just never, never heard about these types of things and I was never exposed to it. And like I said, teachers hated me and right, rightfully so. I was a huge pain in the ass in school, Ben, and they wanted to put me on as many drugs as possible. They, you know, made me take tests for ADHD and whatever. Um, but, you know, Kat, it's it, it's it's terrible to hear what you went through, uh, but we are glad. First of all, we're very glad that you shared it with us because everybody in the chat room really does appreciate it, and we're all well, let's give a round of applause for Kat there. How about that, Pyeth? Huh? A little bit of a thanks, uh, and thank you very much for the call, Kat. I mean, it, it, it's sad to hear. We're glad that you're coming out of it. And, and beautiful just, little theme. Yes, we're very we're very thankful that uh, you gave the call, and, and very much so that uh, it, it's kind of an inspirational story, Ben, because a lot of times these stories end in. Much, much more horrific circumstances. We talk about a 13-year-old boy hanging himself with a cord mm-hmm. that the teacher gave him uh, to keep his pants up or whatever. God knows. Yeah. But and you know what else I really like about the story too is that you know she didn't she didn't resort to drugs and all the things that cause the problems in the first place. You know she resorted to these natural remedies and meditation and you know um, sharing her story with others in order to help herself. I mean that's a really really respectable way of, of handling these things and, and and really the best most logical way to, to deal with these situations but nobody ever talks about it everybody just says let's just put them on the drugs let's just put them in seclusion rooms let's just deal with them that way right. because we're too lazy and we don't care enough to, to really teach them um, you know meditation or w- whatever that is all, all the other alternative remedies out there we don't want to pay attention to them yeah. you know we'd rather just uh, uh, stick them in the corner and forget about it yeah and, and with, I don't do drugs yeah. though just weed. Just weed. And with all the horror that Kat went through in, in growing up and just a little bit that we got from her story, it, it, it sadly enough, Ben, I, I don't want to downplay what she said, but it almost seems like she's the lucky one. She's come out of this and she's off medication. Yeah. She's off of alcohol. She's cleaning up and she's using you know, meditation, remedies, natural things, home, homeopathic things, whatever, uh, to heal herself and keep her at ease. That is an incredible thing that you do not see very often with health. And like I said, I studied health, so I know a little bit about it, but you almost always hear, especially when they're at young age, when they're putting on medication at a young age, it's like it's it's almost they're doomed at that point. Yeah. And so sadly enough, her story is inspirational, but uh, I think there's much much, much worse. Uh, you know, the circumstances now are much worse than they've ever been. Um, you know, now, because now there's not only are there different diseases, but there's several drugs from all the big pharma companies from these for these different diseases. So it seems like more and more you look into these things um, with all these big pharma drugs, with all the things that are going on, it just seems like more medication and, like you said, more suppression. Don't fix the problem. Just go in the corner, shut up, and leave it for tomorrow. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on the Freedom Underground Radio Network. Visit us on the web at animalfarmshow.com. Thank you once again for joining us, Animal Farm 
Show.com is the website. You can follow Thank along you. with Thank us. That's right. You can follow along with us on the website. We have our articles posted. You can also hit DeadlineLive.info. Uh, and you can hit up the chat room there and talk to us live. And like in between breaks, you can make fun of one another. And then when I screw up or Ben screws up, we can make fun of us there. I mean, there's so many ways to talk to us. And if you do want to email us, if you're uh, doing the uh, podcast thing, Ben, uh, yeah. and special thanks out there to Danny and, of course, Ben. You've been a stud with the podcast. You've really been t- taking the ball and, and, and doing them at night. So I appreciate that. Uh, you can go to info at uh, – you can email us at info at animalfarmshow.com or Ben or Tony or Pyeth at animalfarmshow.com to get in touch with us. Once again, the phones, uh, the number is 51 51- Two eight seven nine three eight zero five. Give us a ring. We'll go back to phones in just one minute. It's Ritalin for all of you. That's exactly right. There is an Obama education story that I've kind of have to dig it up. It's here, so we will go to the phones then. Carl, you're on the Animal Farm. What's on your mind? Hey, um, I was just wanting to to talk a little bit about the autism thing. My son is autistic, um, and he, as you know, it's it's a spectrum disorder, so he's on the lighter end of the spectrum. But um, my son went through an interesting experience that's kind of like the seclusion room, a little different, though. Um, they didn't leave him in there by himself. They had people there with him. But literally, they had separated him from the entire class and would take him in there and just let him do whatever he wanted, um, just so that he wouldn't disturb the class. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was just the, the most recent experience I had. <laughs> the one before that, I actually had him in a preschool um, they would, like, physically hold him down, and they told us it was a technique called hand-over-hand prompting. Uh, and I did some research on hand-over-hand prompting, and what it's supposed to do is that if a kid is so mentally dis- dis- um, disabled that they're incapable of understanding instruction, you put your hands over theirs and you guide them and show them what to do. So they had used this as a justification to physically pin my son to the floor um, whenever he didn't follow their instructions as a discipline. Oh, wow. And oh, uh, th- we, I had to go through a whole, you know, confrontation with the public school system. They brought their lawyer in, and we had a big board meeting. So I literally took him right out of school, and I said, I'm not t- putting him back in until you cut it out. And, um, you know, we after the big board meeting, um, they finally started changing their ways, and we started coming into the classroom and watching what they were doing just to make sure that, you know, nothing bad would happen. Eventually, you know, going through the whole bureaucracy of just trying to get basic needs met, getting get them to stop treating him different, putting them in separate classrooms, not giving them the education other kids are getting. I just said to hell with it, and now I'm homeschooling. <laughs> so, oh, good, good for you, Carl. It, yeah. it's, it's a pretty widespread issue. Yeah, no, that's great, man. I, I love the way you handle it too. You went in there and you just instantly took him out of school, um, and you know, which obviously scared the crap out of him um, because I'm sure they feared a lawsuit as a result. But um, you know. How did your son feel when they when they separated him away from everybody else? I mean, did he really did he feel different when they did that, or, or I mean, do you think that helped him? Well, yeah. See, the justification is is that the, the thing about autism and, and it's it's kind of sad because they're kind of putting them into a category in a in a. I mean, every every kid that I've ever met that's autistic, and I've met plenty at this point because of my son's disability, are different. Mm-hmm. And the idea was if you separate him from everybody else. Um, they like that, they, that it's too overstimulating and too hard for them to be in social situations. Well, that's not true with my son at all. He loved going to school. Mm-hmm. He was so excited to be, you know, participating in the class and be there with the kids. It's just that he doesn't have the mental ability to understand when he's being too loud, when he's interrupting somebody. You know, he did the basic mannerisms that people learn to just pick up. He just didn't pick up. Right. Hey, yeah. hey hang on there, so, Carl. Uh, we got a break coming like up. He's being yeah, hang on just a second, Carl. We'll hold you over. I have some questions for you. Uh, stay tuned, folks. Animal Farm Show, much more to come.
Can you believe there are forces that don't want you to hear Freedom Underground Radio? We are forward-thinking individuals, pioneers of new media and digital space. FU Radio represents truth without fear. We are always finding new and unique ways to inform people. You can help. Visit our donations page and keep Freedom Underground Radio the pulse of new media. Do it Warning. 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 Underground Radio is habit-forming. 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 Use the truth carefully. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, 512-879-3805 is the number to reach us. We're talking to Carl here, who's autistic son, I guess, um... Uh, Carl took him out of school because they were using this, or they were using a justification of a technique, um, and they really pinned him down. Pinned him well, but you know, the one thing too that I remember, remember when you covered on our show, you know, months and months ago, that the um, the one thing there was this one school that this teacher who had an autistic child in the classroom, you know, I'm sure he or she was being disruptive, whatever the case was, mm-hmm. but they actually teachers sick, sickest thing I you know heard of at the time was they they had a vote. Uh, the kids uh, were able to vote whether or not this partic- uh, particular autistic child was to stay in the classroom or go out. So, yeah. you know, I guess and people... And uh, ultimately the class what? voted him out, you know, um, we... and he obviously went home and crying because ever- he felt that everybody hated him. Yeah, you know, we, horrible we thought, story there. We thought that was bad. This, it, what Carl's reporting is it, it, infinitely worse. This is physically pinning an autistic child to the floor yeah. and, uh, and, by and his peers. Yeah. And, and you know what? One of the things is, is one of the ways that you teach a child... Um, you know, is is and I understand where they're coming from and what Carl was saying. Their justification was when you when you take them by the arms and you motion to them and you show them while you're explaining what's happening. This this that gives them a you know a visual representation of learning. Right. You know, and at the same time they're hearing what you're saying, so it it helps them connect the two. Right. Um, but this the way that they use that that form of learning as a, an excuse to pin him down uh, seemed just really really horrible. And, so. Yeah. And the sad thing is, and what, Carl, we'll let you tell the rest of the story. We'll shut up. But you hear if if this ever happened to a non-autistic child, it seems to me that there would be a lot more outrage. Yeah. But because it's autism, these children are already, you know, put it secluded. But go ahead, Carl, what's up? Talk to me. No, that, that's totally true. That, that's the thing that's most shocking to me. Is I, you know, I went to an autistic parent support group, and we just, you know, everybody got to share basically what their encounter has been with the school system. And, I mean, nothing, I, I think mine was probably the most severe out of everybody in the group, but something similar had happened to everybody. Um, some form of abusive situation had occurred because they were just ill-trained. These people don't know how to deal with the situation. They're not being trained adequately. And, you know, I mean, if you understand what a school situation is, at least here in California where I'm at, um, you'll have one specialist for an entire school that has been trained in how to deal with kids with autism. Not to say that's anything because in the past, the specialist used to actually hit the child. There was a technique... uh, uh, there's a, I'm trying to remember what the name of the, the program was, but basically the person who was the most groundbreaking person in teaching how to deal with kids with autism thought that the best way to teach them because they couldn't comprehend instruction was to smack them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and that eventually created all kinds of issues when they grew up and they had all these issues because of you know they were abused, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to change their ways, and the same, the same techniques are being involved, but they don't hit anymore. They do other things. And then they have justifications for it. And to them, this is what they're learning to do. But to even more so, if that was, in, in fact, the case, that they were trying to instruct my hand using my son using hand-over-hand prompting, the problem is, is you have a whole classroom, a teacher, aides, and so on, 
working with the kids who don't know this stuff. So when they get instruction, it's like they, they come up to them and they give them a 10-minute instruction on how to do it and what it does. And then eventually those people, you know, it's just a job for them. Mm-hmm. So whenever the kid gets out of line, they just do that. Yeah. You know, they just automatically went to that to the point it was being used for punishment. I mean, and one time I walked up and I looked through the window and watched them physically tack them, tack them to the ground and came bursting through the door. And I just took my son right out of there. I said, no, you know, like, it was just obvious. I, I watched the whole encounter. I could tell my son was just being punished by using that technique. Yeah, that's and, ridiculous. And the sad thing is, is that things like this is going on across, across the country, from yeah. what I understand. I go on to forums and stuff and talk to people. And it, it's, it's a matter of, of uh, not understanding what the disability is. First of all, they don't really understand what autism is. Second of all, they don't, there's no real program for teaching them, so they're coming up with all these outrageous techniques that, sh- that you know, work for some but don't work for all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then furthermore, they're, they're not being trained, <laughs> and there's, it just seems like there's no boundaries. When your kid is disabled, things that normal kids will never encounter in school, kids with autism are encountering. Carl, let me because ask you. Let me ask you a now question. Now have justification. Right. Uh, two questions, actually, too, because obviously, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy regarding uh, autism and the cause of. It. But first and foremost, you said you're homeschooling uh, your son, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And any yeah. have you gotten any flack regarding the, the truancy laws? Have they come to your house and have they given you any flack about homeschooling yet? Has the school? Um, I went through the right, you know, the, the right things in order to to get a license to operate as an independent school. So they they haven't come and harassed me yet. Okay. Um, however, the local school district. I live in a small town. Okay. And the, you know everybody knows everyone's business here. Right. So you know the the whole school district is basically frowning upon us. We, like I actually just got a call three or four days ago from the person wanting to find out if we ever got him into another program because we were talking about putting him into a, 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 a private program. Right. And, you know, they're still on top of me. Whether or not that's going to happen, I mean, we've been homeschooling him now for probably six or seven months and still haven't seen a truancy officer, but not to say that it wouldn't happen. Right. Okay, so and my final question, too, and I don't know if you have one, too, Ben, but just, just, for, the, just for the sake of getting on the record, what, what's your take on the vaccine um, argument that vaccines are related to the cause of autism, since you obviously have first-hand right. experience? What's your, what's your take on that? Well, it's, it's obviously you can't put mercury, a neurotoxin, in a vaccination. That's just retarded. I mean, it, it, it goes beyond common, you know, it, it's just so obviously wrong, not to mention yes. there's other things. The way they, you know, cult, um, they culture these vaccinations within animals and animal DNA gets shot into your child. Uh, the preservatives. Um, one story, you know, I have a daughter now after my son. My son was my first child, so I got a lot of experience. <laughs> and they were going to give a vitamin K shot after birth to, to her when she was an infant uh, to help prevent brain clotting. It's something that they do. They give a vitamin K shot. Right. So, you know, I was, like, not sure if I should do it. I don't want my kid to die. You know, I'm stressing over it. And I started, I went home and did some research. They let me take the vaccination home with me. I read the ingredients, found out that there was actually the same chemical compound that makes up antifreeze in it, um, which is highly toxic. A lot of people were, you know, saying on the Internet, don't put this in your child. Right. so I, I went back and I said, you know, I'm just going to risk it or whatever. And then it occurred to me, I said, it's just vitamin K. Well, can, I, can I go down to the health food store and get a pill, a vit- pure vitamin K, and give it to her? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, just put it in her bottle over, you know, over the course of a week. Right. And, I, and it just occurred to me, like, vitamin K bottle. I've got a, a, a whole bottle of vitamin K, probably 100 pills, okay, that could have vaccinated or could have gave vitamin K to probably, you know, 500 babies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how little you have to give them. 
right. but yet they're paying $60, $70 a pop for vaccinations that are loaded with preservatives that, that literally put toxins into their body. Yeah, well, now I you're mean, getting into something. Uh, the way they're operating the system. Hey, now you're getting into something that's a little more uh, a little more deep, you know? Because uh, <laughs> what's wrong, Tony? Nothing. No, the the, the browser's not refreshing here. Go uh, ahead. Um, no, you're getting into something, Carl. That's a little more deep than uh, than what we're talking about, you know? Because it, yes, they can get a bottle of uh, vitamin K from the health food store, but they're right. not. And we have to start asking ourselves why aren't they getting <laughs> why aren't they getting a bottle? Why are they putting uh, putting it in all these you know? Animal DNA getting shot into your child and uh, antifreezes, <laughs> so that um, so I guess it doesn't freeze or whatever. I, yeah. I don't know what the reason for all that crap is, but it's very clearly obvious that uh, you know they're they're loading us up and and maybe I don't know maybe it is a eugenics plot. Well, Who yeah, and, and even if you don't have to, you don't even have to get that far. The bottom line is just the fact you don't have to be a doctor uh, to know that there shouldn't be mercury and formaldehyde in something that's going to be injected into your veins yeah. because growing up we're told. The exact opposite. Don't go near antifreeze. Don't go near formaldehyde. And certainly never go near a broken thermometer. Don't ever handle it because it's extremely toxic. And, and not to you know make this you know, kind of sad segue, but yes, Jeremy Piven, I guess the famous actor, he abruptly just abandoned his Broadway play because he's got a that. high level of mercury in his body. That's Ari Gold. Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly right from um Entourage. Entourage, thank you. Yeah. So I mean, love you know, that show. and look, and so there's the problem with the ingredients, you know, and it's the same thing with the flu vaccine. We have we have all these questions about ingredients and then when you get to the mercury in the vaccine autism uh debate, you you see even more hypocrisy cuz they're doing nothing about it, and they're just writing it off like, ah, you're crazy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Come on, just a little bit. Uh, they warned us about fish. Now they've reversed that warning. So, unfortunately, Ben, I, there's only, the only conclusion I can possibly come to is that, yeah, maybe there's people that want us to be sick. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to believe that, and it's it's sad to think that. But It's hard to believe that, and maybe it's just a mix of the two. Maybe it's a mix of ignorance and... and um, but you have maybe, doctors you know, on TV that are promoting these vaccines. Nothing's wrong with it. That's a myth. It's a health myth. Yeah. Get your vaccine. I Shut don't up. Know. I, I maybe, Come on. Maybe what? they're uh, maybe they're just ignorant and they they love their slavery or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm it's I'm just an engineer. every time well, I'm a doctor, I'm, not a yeah. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not an escalator. <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. You know, and that every time I see someone on TV, pundit, news pundit, media whore, whomever, doctor, expert, so-called expert, I always ask the question: Does this person actually believe what he or she is saying, or? The extreme opposite is, is it just you're saying this because you're getting paid to say this? And we, you know, yeah. I always talk and tell people, listen, go at least watch Outfoxed, the documentary uh, about Rupert Murdoch's uh, war on journalism. At least it's kind of an entry-level look at saying, well, it's not exactly, uh, you know, this media is not exactly trying to give you news information in a fair and balanced way. No, that goes not. without saying. But uh, I think it's a lot deeper, Ben. I think you're right, man. I think, unfortunately, there are certain eugenics opera plots in this country. Um, and there's definitely certain uh, plans in, in place. Play right now that just for some reason they just don't want us to be healthy so yeah. i don't know enough about it but there's well, all the evidence points to it it does period. all the evidence does point to it and it's you like, understand that <laughs> and i look at i look at uh the net when i do research for the show and i constantly see articles Internet. that point in the direction to that i found one uh, another one that just points to that yeah <laughs> and this one is, is not new hard york to find, right no not hard to find it's disturbing new york governor patterson proposes soft drink obesity tax there's a new tax on soft drinks ben yeah yeah this is a film. and um it, in other words, Patterson wants people to drink more aspartame because there's, he's saying 
it starts off, and this is out of uh, WPIX, it starts off as saying, as if there aren't enough taxes, you could soon be paying more for soda. In an effort to close the $15 billion state budget gap, New York Governor David Patterson is calling for a 15% tax on soft drinks. If you drink diet, you're okay. The tax would only be imposed on regular non-diet soft drinks. It just yeah. cost me $6,000. Yeah, interesting. Maybe, just on yeah. regular soft drinks. Not on well, the diet with the with the uh, aspartame substitutes in there. There's something to that, Ben. I didn't even think of that. When I first read that article, I first said, well, you know, this is you get used to stuff like this because this is, you know, this is the new distribution of wealth. This is the new uh, tax everything Obama administration. And I'm not going to worry about the, that right wing stupid worry. I mean, obviously that's going to be a concern. Mm-hmm. But all the right wingers are just worried about taxing when, you know, redistribution of wealth when they don't talk about the Federal Reserve. But, yeah, yeah it seems like everything now is going to have an extra tax. Uh, God knows where cigarettes are going to go. But, yes, the new tax is on the soft drinks that contain sugar because apparently 60% of you know children drink them and there's mm-hmm. a 30% chance of you know lifetime obesity because of it. And, yeah, and listen, folks, I tell everybody in, in you know my family, my friends, I mean, look, I like soda like the next guy. But if you know, you're having two or three a day, that's like four or 500 calories at, at some point. And now they've got these new energy drinks, Ben. I mean, not, not that they're new. They've been around for a while. But, my goodness, like a little tiny little can of Red Bull, it's got like, what, 300 calories? Calories, something oh, yeah. like that, Red Bulls and these people are drinking them at the bars, you know, as drinks. So you're having two thousand calorie nights oh, just on on oh, Red Bull. Oh, I'm a big Jagerbomb fan. Well, look, you know, and those have aspartame in it, which is horrible. What Jagermeister has aspartame? No, Red Bull has aspartame. Well, so there's the, the there's, there's, the, there's a sugar-free and there's a sugar aspirin. There's the sugar Red Bull too, Ben. There's uh, two think, different types of both. I think they both have them. No, really, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'll, I you know I have not checked. I'll I, check when I get home when I do a, a Jaeger bomb shot tonight. Well, you I'll know, check and you'd be you guys quite know. the hypocrite if you're taking Jaeger bombs with aspartame. You <laughs> <laughs> bastard. That's 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 me. That's what I am. I am well, a hypocrite. You know, no, but no, but the, their logic for this for the um <laughs> for the taxing <laughs> the regular soda and not the diet soda is that it could generate more than four hundred million dollars while helping to curve obesity as if a diet freaking soda is going to help you curve obesity yeah, but it, such bull crap let, man let me ask you ben and i you read the article probably in more detail than i did i just kind of browsed it are, are they is there anything in the article that openly uh is saying that they're encouraging diet soda instead of uh sugar soda Oh no! It's I didn't just the see fact that they're not—they're not openly encouraging it, but they're only taxing the regular soda, not the diet. So that in, in itself well, is an encouragement. Sugar. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I, I, like I said, it's an interesting take on it. For me, it's just you know. I, There's I just, an audio clip that goes along with that. Well, I don't know if we I, want to try to I don't know. play it or not. I don't know if well, it's even. You know what, man? It's, it, for me, it just comes down to you know government trying to solve a problem in the absolute most ass backwards way yeah. uh, necessary. Instead of educating children and you know starting to really come up with better health programs, more physical activity. The Bush administration took out physical activity from the schools. Uh, these are the things that we need. But you know everything that's a problem, the carbon thing and the greenhouse gases. Never mind real solutions, Ben. It's all about taxing because if you really want to take dress measures, you're going to interrupt major businesses. Of course, soda is a major, major business. Um, but from the and time the sugar they get industry. up in the morning and flush the yeah. toilet, they're taxed. <laughs> then they go and get a coffee, they're taxed. They get into their car, they're taxed. They go to the gas station, they're taxed. They go for lunch, they're taxed. And this goes on all day long. Tax, 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 tax. No question. Well, one thing I want to get into, though, is Ron Paul, even in his book, um, talks about the sugar industry, about how the sugar industry is almost a monopoly and how they were able to insert people in Congress um, to control that industry through all these free trade rules and, um, you know, from Southern America and stuff like that. So I wonder what uh, I wonder what type of connection this 
this uh, quote-unquote obesity tax has to do with the, the sugar industry. It's an interesting it, point. Uh, it doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> there is actually a clip, I think, Ron Paul. I'm going to try to find that maybe for next segment. But, I mean, look, you know, I'm the last person that's got to tell you about the health of, the health problems in the country, obviously, with obesity at an all-time high. I mean, you know, I don't buy that they're trying to solve any problems. Ben. They're just making more money for someone else. But you know what? That's why, that's why like I always say, you got to stop blaming government for all these things if we just Start educating ourselves and start making the right moves mentally. Yeah. Um, you know, limit your damn diets. Get off your ass. And instead of watching four hours of TV, watch three and go take a walk. I mean, so many things we can do. But yeah, so from now on, it's going to be more expensive to buy your Coca Cola, which for me, I don't really care. I don't really drink so all that much. But um, in New York, from what I understand, I'm not it, sure if it's a national thing. Oh, is it just New but York? They'll probably use that as a oh, model and then come try on, to. Come on, Ben. You yeah. know, New York doesn't even have a diabetes problem like some of the southern states in this country have. Obviously, it's an epidemic, and it is epidemic proportions um but yeah this is more of get used to this and it's talking about getting used to what you're about to see when we come back from this next uh, break coming up i really want to get into the barack obama uh, administration and specifically talking about barack obama campbell brown we talked about campbell brown and how she already called barack obama out about how he treats media and his reaction to media in interviews and more specifically in press conferences once again he kind of arrogant bastard yeah he's very arrogant but once again he kind of you know, you're not seeing the nice side of Obama in this particular press conference. And Campbell Brown, she's like my new ex-wife, Ben. I really like this chick. And we're going to talk about her. She, <laughs> she calls him right out on it. We'll talk about that much more. Thank you for participating. We shall return. Stay tuned. He pimps white women and black women. Obama is a long-legged Mac Daddy. Storable food. Storable food. HempUSA.org has an inexpensive, nutritionally dense, high-frequency food. Hemp, known around the world, will boost your immune system and increase energy levels. Detoxifies the body and reduces junk food cravings. Burns fat and builds muscle and is easy to digest, non-allergenic, and gluten-free. Can be made into smoothies, breads, muffins, pancakes, cookies, you name it. The entire planet should make this a staple food in their diet. The seeds will scrape the colon wall. The powder will feed the body vital minerals. And the oil will clean the arterial walls and feed the brain. Try our powder, seeds, and oil today. Call 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org. That's 908-691-2608 at HempUSA.org. Remember, vacuum packaging this food will have at least a five-year shelf life stored in a cool, dark, dry place. Holidays are coming, and this would make a perfect gift for friends and family. Call today, 908-691-2608 at HempUSA.org. And remember, let your food be your medicine, and your medicine be your food. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at libertystickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. 
Now, you and your friends and family can enjoy the cleanest, most delicious, and healthy drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury while leaving in the beneficial and nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote lakes and streams. The optional PF2 filters even remove fluoride. The Berkey Light LED, with its rechargeable lighting system, can be used as a nightlight or camp light. To view or purchase your Berkey water system and replacement filters, please visit Freedom Underground Radio's website homepage at WFURadio.com and click the Berkey banner. Once again, that's WFURadio.com and click the Berkey water banner. Not yet available in Iowa. Online, all the time. Your gateway to the world. Freedom Underground Radio. I encourage you to refer to this program frequently. Freedom Underground Radio. We, we can't forget to do the Christmas songs. I think I think uncover the news. Thanks for letting us know because that is a big thing. I already have a couple that are going to be pretty controversial, but Christmas is coming, Ben, and I think uh, <laughs> maybe we might only have Monday and maybe even Tuesday to do some That's of the fact. Obama pastor many Christmas uh, songs. And once again, folks, uncoverthenews.com, www, or should I do the HTTP, HTTP colon, colon slash slash <laughs> forward no. slash yeah. forward slash <laughs> people set a shop set a shop <laughs> like anybody knows what the forward slash is in America but no uncoverthenews.com people have to learn all you need to do now is put just give us the name and the dot com I think for this mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point but yes definitely uncoverthenews.com check it out thank you for the articles I, it's hard to kind of get them in the chat room but it's good that you put the information out there and it's a huge help um, so Ben uh, you know some interesting stuff and I really want to say thank you to uh, to Kat and Carl for, for commenting and giving us some information because this is the kind of stuff and we talk about articles but how much more important is it to hear actual real life stories it gives it some you know some credence at least and it gives it some um, some shape, and you get to some really personality. Hear, yeah, there you go, and we get to really hear you know real stories. So that's cool, and we really appreciate the um, you know the the thing. Oh, we, have, we have someone else calling in there, Ben. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Victoria, I believe. My goodness, Victoria, my... you are on the animal farm. <laughs> Hello, Victoria. How are you? Actually, I'm not Victoria. No, well, tonight it. we're going to call but, you. Uh, Victor- we're going to call you Victor. Uh, you can call me Victor. That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What is your name? All we see is what the Big Brother has on the call screen. So we we sometimes we get it right, sometimes we don't. We're still working on that, Ben. What is your name, sir? Well, my name is Chalice. Okay. And you guys know me as John Paul in the chat room. Oh, hello, nice. John Paul. Yeah, that's me. So Victoria's my ex-girlfriend, actually. So oh, sorry to hear that. She hooks me up with a good cell phone deal. <laughs> you get, nice. off, get off better than a lot of weeds. Not a lot of my friends do. What's on your mind, man? Well, I was just calling in. Um, I could talk about all kinds of stuff. I don't know. I don't have much to say. <laughs> I just thought I'd pop my cherry on you guys. Well, <laughs> we've already we've already deflowered a couple people. There was a an attractive female last night that we deflowered. So yes, I guess it's kind of becoming the thing. I mean, we're glad you gave a call. Anything? Uh, we're, yeah, I'm probably yes. the ugliest one so far. 
<laughs> we're we're, we're but, very. Uh, that's all right. Tony doesn't discriminate. <laughs> no, <laughs> as we've as we've certainly learned. I was just wondering what couple. what could the listeners do to help promote the radio shows. It's a great idea. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, I mean, obviously, we have our website, which has all of our links, all of our news, our YouTube page, and this and that. So I think the first the first thing I'm trying to do, Ben, at least on my end, is uh, collect as many emails as possible because we do send out once in a while. We spam you, and we send out some updates to the Animal Farm. It's very little compared to other shows. Yeah, it's once very in a while. Little. Anytime there's really something worth mentioning, like maybe I'll send out one tonight about No Show Tomorrow and phones, I'll do my best. But you know, first and foremost, yes, send us your emails at info at animalfarmshow.com. And there's a lot of different ways. I mean, for example, Leonard has been a real great supporter of the show, as has been Dan and Ray. Ray sends us sound clips and articles. Dan sends us thoughts and you know all kinds of analysis on, on really huge events that I never hear about. And, of course, Leonard sends us a lot of articles, the funny, the crazy, the serious. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of ways you can contribute to the show. But as far as spreading the word, Ben, I don't know, get into the chat rooms, uh, call up other other people's shows, hijack their shows, and say, hey, you know, is the Animal Farm coming on? You could even call Sean Hannity's show and say, listen, you know, you're pretty good, but you're nowhere compared to the Animal Farm. Farm Radio Absolutely. Show, com, and they'll boot you off, but you might be able to get in before the mute button. What do you think? These are kind of things that I think about when I'm I going think to so. see. Yeah, and, and when all's when all's <laughs> said and done, you know, average <laughs> money is obviously you know the the main gears that turn the yeah. turn the machine. You know, so if, if there's if if you have no way to going out and helping and spreading the word, uh, just donate a couple bucks, ten bucks, fifteen bucks to uh, WFU Radio, or you can do it personally to the Animal Farm you can show. Write a personal check to Tony yes. Pax. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, you know, any any really anyway at this point, obviously we're gonna start bringing in our advertisers next week. You know, it's been a slow process, and we've been. We trying We've been trying to help the uh, we've been trying to help the uh, network along as well. So you know we are everyday progress is being made, but there's a lot of ways you can definitely promote the show. And like I said, you know you can uh, f- on other chat rooms, other forums, you can uh, put our website out there and, and whatever you think. And obviously, the, one of the biggest things that we like is when we post articles on our site. Go to our site and check them out. It does help to get the web traffic to our website uh, in these very early and I guess you can say fragile uh, times. But uh, John Paul, I guess I'll call him Victor John Paul or what was the other name? Chalice? Is that a name? Chalice. I, I, it's hard to hear sometimes, but thank you That's for the call. Fact. We do appreciate it, folks. And once again, the number is 512-879-3805. Once again, 512-879-3805. Now, I want to talk about my new girlfriend in the media, and her name, of course, is uh, Campbell Brown. Extremely She's a beautiful yes. little female. I'm going to Google her image right Go now. Go ahead, Google it. Yeah, be careful what you Google these days with images, especially. <laughs> especially with the word brown in there. I can only Campbell, imagine what you're going to come up with. But, Campbell Brown. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm, talking, I'm not being racist. Oh, hey, 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 Tony. <laughs> oh, not bad, Tony. Not bad. <laughs> oh, she is absolutely beautiful. But she's also a smart, Ben. So this is why I'm, I'm a big fan of her. Now, she... she she's like a female Lou Dobbs? I guess, a... yeah. I think it was like our first week, Ben, where we talked about her, you know, really, like right after the, you know, the, um, the, the actual, you know... Ceremony after he was elected, a couple days after. Okay. And she's been on him like a bull, if you will. And she continues this with the idea that uh, he's been treating the media very, I don't know, in, in a very cold way. Mm-hmm. And, and we're getting the same kind of uh, arrogance and we're getting the same kind of um, behavior just saying, you know what, piss off. You know, yeah. like, I, I don't have to answer your questions. Uh, so just listen to this. this is it really goes awesome. without saying. The media is annoying. It is the media's job to be annoying, especially those members of the media assigned to cover the president, or in this case, the president-elect. 
Their role is not to support President-elect Obama, but to challenge him, to do their best to hold him accountable. And this week, no doubt, they are annoying Obama with daily questions about the Rod Blagojevich and his allegedly trying to sell Obama's Senate seat and the role of certain members of Obama's team. Here was the exchange Obama had yesterday with a reporter from the Chicago Tribune. You told us at your first press conference after the election that you were going to take a very hands-off approach to um, filling that spot. Over the weekend, the Tribune reported that, that uh, Rahm Emanuel, your incoming chief of staff, had presented a list Interruption of coming. potential names. That John, John let, me, let, me, let me just cut you off, because I don't want you to waste your question. Uh, as I, I don't want you to waste your question. See, I'm nice guy. Stupid bitch. Not I'm even, a nice guy. Not I don't even, want you to waste your question. Not even living in the in the White House yet, and he's already oh, no, uh, man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. bitching people around. You're a silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. Ain't. Indicated yesterday. <laughs> We've done a full review of this. The, uh, the, the, the facts are going to be released next week. Uh, it would be inappropriate for me to comment uh, because, the, the, for example, the, the story that you just talked about in your own paper, uh, I haven't confirmed that it was accurate, and I don't want to get into the details at this point. So do you have another question? Mr. President-elect, this is the second time now I have observed you doing this, cutting off a reporter because the question didn't suit you. Mr. President-elect, this sort of approach reminds a lot of us of the current administration now packing up to go. And it, frankly, doesn't fly in a democracy. You don't get to choose the questions you get asked at a news conference. That's not the way it works. Even with a media that many believe has been more than friendly towards you, which makes it all the more surprising that you could act testy, annoyed, or intolerant of any question you get. You have an extraordinarily high approval rating right now. People in this country who voted against you are pulling for you. These are desperate times for many Americans, and most of this country wants you to succeed. But you will not succeed if you discard the very ideals you promoted during your campaign. Directness, honesty, candor, transparency, openness. Change. You made a deal with the <laughs> prosecutor to keep a lid on certain information about this investigation until next week. Fine, but that doesn't give you a blanket excuse to dismiss any and all questions associated with Blagojevich or anything else. You were the one who embraced openness. You could stand to be a little more open to it. Yeah. Ooh, snap. You go, girl. I mean, you I go, gotta tell you, my, good, my heart is racing, Oh, bent. no, she didn't. And, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and sure enough, I mean, uh, you know, so basically, oh, here, here's, the, here's the change that I'm believing in right now. We've gone from an idiot who's got the IQ of, you know, I don't know, a frog, uh, not even able to answer questions <laughs> and trying to use big words when they're not, or not appropriate. Uh, but now we're going from that to a very well-educated man who speaks extremely well, but who just has the arrogance to say, well, I'm not going to answer that yeah. question, you know, next. But and, it's, and the, it's the same thing, essentially. It's the same it it's is. the same arrogance. Yeah, it's the same type of, uh, it's the same result, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the type of thing. And, and this, the, the worst part about it is that the people who love Barack Obama collectively share that ignorance as well, because they say, oh, you know, what is this reporter doing? And I've heard this all over the place. Even on Stern show, I heard this, which which broke my heart. But they're <laughs> like, what is this guy asking his questions for? We, he, he, we, we just got to put all this nonsense behind us and, and just get going to, to fix the country better. And just, uh, you know, that type of mentality just seems to be uh, what's happening in this country. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. AnimalFarmShow.com's website. Stay tuned. Listen, Barack. If your birth certificate is what it is, what's the big deal?
Gold prices are at historic highs, and with the recent pullback, this is a great time to buy. With the value of the dollar, risks of inflation, geopolitical uncertainties, and instability in world financial systems, I see gold going up much higher. Hi, I'm Tim Fry at Roberts and Roberts Brokerage. Everybody should have some of their assets in investment-grade precious metals. At Roberts and Roberts Brokerage, you can buy gold, silver, and platinum with confidence from a brokerage that's specialized in the precious metals market since 1977. If you are new to precious metals, we will happily provide you with the information you need to make an informed decision whether or not you choose to purchase from us. Also, Roberts and Roberts Brokerage values your privacy and will always advise you in the event that we would be required to report any transaction. If you have gold, silver, or platinum you'd like to sell, we can convert it for immediate payment. Call us at 800-874-9760. We're Roberts and Roberts Brokerage. 800-874-9760. Deadline Live and Jack Ludd are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Hemp, the superfood for you and your family. Hemp has nutritional values that far exceed any known plant. Hemp, used for food, clothing, and shelter since time began. Hemp, this God-given food source is controlled by your government, making it not legal to grow for American people and farmers, but legal to import. Our founding fathers grew hemp because they knew of the benefits it offered. The protein powder, seeds, and oil are available through HempUSA.org. Recommended daily intake of this food source will allow the body to heal itself from many ailments. Loaded with potassium, magnesium, calcium, essential fatty acids, amino acids, and nutrients not available in other plants. Hemp can be stored with a long shelf life as a life-sustaining food source for you and your family. Could this be the government's best-kept secret? Call today at 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Learn. Help. Shop at HempUSA.org. We do not charge for shipping. That's 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org today. This is not your daddy's talk radio. Yo, what's up? Check this out. Freedom. Underground. Radio. Start the revolution, bro. Start it, man. Do it. Yeah, bro. Smoke that crap and pass it to the left so we can revolt, bro. <laughs> if anybody has Campbell Brown's phone number, definitely let me know. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's my new quest, Ben. Anybody Please. wants to call in and uh, comment on how hot Campbell Brown is, 512-879-3805. 
pass it to the left, bro. It's just, you know, I just... I'd like I, to I, dip you in cheese whiz <laughs> and spread you over a Ritz cracker. That's absolutely right. Settle. And I got to tell you, I, I want to make a prediction, Ben, because I did predict this after the last time she called uh, uh, Barack Hussein Obama out on this whole media bitch slapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I predicted she, her ass would have been canned that next day, so obviously she's still not. she still has a job. I'm going to make a prediction that if she keeps this type of behavior up, she's not going to last too long because yeah. the media is this warship already. And I don't think they're going to take any, you know, dissent off of anybody at all. I think I think Maybe. we're going to see a very, uh, even more of a secretive administration in some ways, but more you know, accurately, we're going to see uh, an administration that's not going to tolerate any dissent at all openly, especially on the media. Mm-hmm. So uh, get used to that. But get used to this. Yes. Get used to the real uh, Barack Obama, who's basically, you know, not going to tell you anything. Um, this is not going to be, what does they say, a transparent yeah. government? That's not what you're going to get, folks. No. Come on. Wake no. up already. Christ almighty. That's, Good that's old my. I don't, even, I don't have to tell you that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the saddest excuse for, for a lie I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, <laughs> just, yeah. And, it's, oh, and, and I got I to gotta jump in here and mention. Jump. Classified. Uh, instant message. Us oh, hello, said, classified. Yeah, she's she's mad because we didn't mention her, and, and you know, we oh, I'm have sorry. Yes, her. I, I, she has been very very helpful. I to told us. I told people listening that I would forget, and yes, classified you, girl, <laughs> you have been awesome, and uh, I do apologize for not mentioning your name or your handle or your uh, avatar's name, whatever. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, uh, classified, you and you only for doing your DM. We do appreciate it. And I'm sorry. I I, got to make a list and I haven't done it. It's my fault and I do apologize. It's cool. Sorry about that. I got this great uh, article right here. George Tenet apparently... Uh, got really, really drunk at some huge freaking uh, Saudi Arabian party type of thing. Oh, no. And he started bashing the, the neocons out into the open. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the director of the, uh, the CIA in the pool of a Saudi prince's house <laughs> started ranting drunkenly about neocons and Jews. <laughs> oh, my God. What did he say? I didn't George even hear Tenet. about this. Uh, Tenet Tyler writes, this is out of a book that, um, uh, I don't know who the hell wrote this thing. Oh, okay. Patrick Tyler, he wrote a book called A World of Trouble, um, about former CIA director George Tenet, uh, how he was visiting the house of Prince Bandar, Bin Sultan, when he allegedly, uh, let loose after imbibbing on whiskey. I don't know what the hell that means. Um, <laughs> I guess it just means what, drinking. What is pebbles. it, by Oh, imbibing? imbibing? What the hell okay. is imbibing? Oh, I, Dude, I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah, drinking. Oh, just chugging. Oh, okay. Inhaling. Gotcha. All right. Um, yeah, he, he writes that uh, he was in the swimming pool complaining loudly about the Bush administration officials who were just then trying to put the pin. <laughs> who was just trying to uh, to pin the Iraq WMD fiasco on him. They were trying to pin it on him, and he got mad and started ranting and raving. We actually do have the audio from that. Yeah, right, play that, Pi. Now, these neocon women are all at the beach. They're like, soon we'll kill everyone. But this is gas chambers. This is all coming out mainstream news. Soon we'll be dictators and murder all of our enemies. Soon we'll have a world government with Bush as the leader. <laughs> I and which, was, how much does blue coffee on my nose? That was Alex Jones explaining what was happening there, I guess. And he's right, though. I mean, he's absolutely right. <laughs> um, he says, he yes. says, they're setting me up. The bastards are setting me up, but I'm not going to take the hit. <laughs> Tyler then writes that, according to one witness, Tennis, Tenet mocked the neoconservatives in the Bush administration and their alignment with the right wing of Israel's political establishment, <laughs> referring to them with expiration as the Jews. Ah, oh boy. Well, speaking of neocons, Ben, trying to keep that rolling, that was very funny, Pyth. Great, the great stuff. The joy of Hanukkah. Yes, the joy of Hanukkah. And isn't it Hanukkah right now? I don't know. Um, there, there's another appalling uh, example of the arrogance, the complete arrogance of the, you know, self-dubbed uh, neo 
neoconservatives, especially want to be uh, yeah. blunt about what is taking. Yeah, I don't know, it, man. It takes... I got to stick up for George Tenet in this one situation. No, yeah. If they were trying to pin the the uh, the Iraq mistake on me, I'd probably drink a, a bit of scotch and start rambling. Well, they did nonsense. They're not even trying to pin it on me, and I drink scotch and ramble off. No, the neocons. Yeah? I'm I'm not I'm not uh, trying to bash uh, George Tenet. They did pin the blame on him. Yeah. And just like so many people who, uh, you know, whether they be soldiers or generals or people in the military, they're the ones taking the fall for the mistakes and, and they're being tried in court martial like we talked about yesterday. But of course, Cheney and Rumsfeld and Bush openly now admitting to authorizing torture and, and of course Rumsfeld being involved in it. They're not, they're not getting, you know, uh, at all. They're not even being tried. No, we can't even, we can't even hold these people accountable. And we'll get to the fact that Barack Obama has no plans whatsoever to hold this administration uh, accountable. And then that's basically that's also a crime, and we'll get to that too. But just it is. just to keep you disgusted on this Thursday edition of the Animal Farm, twenty minutes left, and we got a we have a huge power segment tonight, um, and no Laura lies. So sorry about that, folks. But of course we have this really disgusting Frank Gaffney, this rat, you know what? On Chris Matthews. Now I'm not a big fan of Chris Matthews. This uh, guy's a scumbag. Yeah, I man. mean Chris Matthews kind of he's one of those guys that I, I I'm not a big fan of. Let's just say, but he is is kind of like you know, almost acting like me, where he's getting all haughty, toady, and crazy. I I would play the first full minute of the interview with Frank Gaffney, but they're just kind of talking over one of those, so I'll try to play it when it when Frank Gaffney basically says that the 4,000-plus troops had to die, no matter what. And Mortal we t- threat to the people you're killing. Okay. I'm not saying I, it's I, existential. Yeah, no, and, and listen, let's go with the other Chris, words. What about the mushroom cloud? If you know anything cloud, about biological agents, weapon. you know that they can okay, inflict no, we're switching to biological. damage. Let me tell you, you guys yeah. sold the war as a nuclear threat to the United States. A nuclear weapon was going to be delivered by a nuclear uh, a delivery device. It was going to be a vehicle. It was going to take the weapon and drop it here. You sold every trick you could to get us in this war, and now you're backpedaling. And you know, I do find it astounding you know, that the vice really president of the United Chris? States is admitting. <laughs> what you hate when somebody, when you're getting angry or when you, your voice is raised and someone says, tell me how you really feel. I just want to take <laughs> my boot. Okay, I'll just play the answer. Feel, Frank. Yeah, but let me just funny. tell you, I think 4, you're 4,000 people are dead because the, the way you feel. There are okay? 4,000 people Gaffney, dead. You're wrong there are 4, about this because you don't even seem to care that your facts were wrong. Chris, there are 4,000 people. You admit your facts were wrong and it doesn't bother you. They're lost. I keep coming. I keep coming. May I do that? No, you Go ahead, my, my position is it is regrettable that any Americans died. It is regrettable that they had to die, but I believe they did have to die. The threat we did know about <laughs> was the chemical capability that Saddam Hussein had used against his own people. The potential right, for that. biological agents were real. There was evidence that there was an ongoing nuclear program. We had been surprised at how far advanced it was before. The no. danger. I, I just I feel Liar! I feel like I'm living in in, in like a. A really bad horror movie, Ben. I know. The neocons can't even get their their own facts straight. Cheney says one thing. Rumsfeld says something else. Uh, Gaffney says something completely different. Condoleezza Rice comes out and says that we weren't even warned about 9-11. None of these yeah. people have any consistency. Well, this, this seems to be a prevailing um, tactic, I guess, of them leaving office, that they're now going to go back and try to change history one last time before they leave office mm-hmm. in saying that, no, no, there were no warnings before 9-11. Let's get this straight right now. Bush didn't know anything about the when or the where or the how, even though there's over 120, you know, uh, international, international, international intelligence agency. Forget the ten thousands of warnings from everybody else because bin Laden was given speeches overseas about how he was going to bomb the, you know, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. they they had so many reasons out there. So so for. 
Condoleezza Rice could go out there and say that, <laughs> that we didn't know anything, he didn't know anything, and, and that's just a lie that you're saying that he ignored uh, intelligence in regards to it. And then this freaking douche Super coming back bitch. on television and saying, no, 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 there were, well, we found, we found perfume bottles where he was going to fill it up with, <laughs> with biological weapons and ship Bullshit. them to the United States and people were going to be spraying themselves with biological weapons. It's horrible. Yes. And, and we did the right things and 4,000 troops had to die. They had to die. This had to happen. You bastards don't understand capitalism. Liar! It's like but, they're so, it's like they're so demented they can't even admit that they were wrong. It's oh my god. Hysterically pathetic. Ben, you hit it on the head, man. I got a lot more to comment on that. I also want to talk about your coverage of the pre-9-11 information when you used to be on the Schwag Show. That yeah. really inspired me to get into this, too. All right. Talk about that when we get back. Stay tuned. It's like we're all retarded now. Of the 3 million-plus edible food plants that grow on Earth, no other single plant can compare with the nutritional value of the powder, seeds, and oil of the hemp plant. At HempUSA.org, we ship worldwide these nutritional products with free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. At HempUSA.org, we want to educate our listeners that edible hemp is not marijuana and is certified THC-free. Our powder is 50% protein and does not contain gluten. Gluten impairs the cells from absorbing nutrients. This nutrient-dense food can be stored up to five years when vacuum-packed and is priced affordably to be used as a storable food. HempUSA.org is a bulk shipper starting with five pounds and up. To allow this food to work for you, call 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org and order today. The body will react and heal itself given the proper nutrition. This superfood will be your greatest asset. So try it today, store it today, and change your life. Call 908-691-2608 or order from HempUSA.org. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts, survivalists. The Army-Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard to find objects like real wool blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-N-E, Military.com, with free shipping on items over $150, not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kit for just $2. 99 a piece or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25. Want to add a brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Kids in adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks or a military fuel can for only $16. Add the siphon hose for another $7.99. Find it all online at MainMilitary.com. With shipping throughout the world, check out MainMilitary.com or call 877-608-0179. That's yes. 877-608-0179. Call today. Hey, Jack Blood here, host of Deadline Live. I wanted to share with you my secret weapon in fighting the new world order. It's a new product called Enerfood. Enerfood is bar none the best health supplement I've tried, and I've tried them all. With many ingredients like spirulina, chlorella, dulse, kelp, barley, grass, alfalfa, leaf, beetroot, orange peel, winter cherry root, it really is nothing less than superfood. I couldn't imagine having to shop and prepare all of these ingredients, but now I don't have to. Enerfood's done it for me. A simple scoop of powder every day is 
all it takes. No fillers, no miracle claims, no magic bullets, just a real product with real results. Call them today and mention Jack Flood and get a special discount. Get the two-pack special with the coconut oil powder. Call them now, 1-866-762-9238. 1-866-762-9238. Or simply go to enterfood.com. That's E-N-E-R, enterfood.com. Tell them Jack Flood sent you. Welcome to the world's meeting place. Radio. <laughs> nice. Good one, Pyatt. 512-879-3805 is the number to reach us. Uh, we've got another caller on the line. Caller, you are live on the Animal Farm Radio Show. How do you do, sir? Or Hello. Or ma'am. <laughs> or ma'am. So this hello. Is, yes, hello, sir. Hey, what, am is, I in there? what is your name, sir? Hey, hi, hi, I'm Dave. I'm in Detroit. This is kind of funny. I uh, listen to you guys a lot, but I never listen to you live, so I have no idea what the topic is. I'm uh, I always get your podcasts, so I drive back and forth to work about an hour every day and listen to you guys. You're doing a great job. Well, sweet. Thanks, man. Thanks very much, Dave. I appreciate it. Glad that you called in live. We're, we're not talking about, well, we're talking about a lot of things. Uh, most importantly, Campbell Brown, uh, I find her very sexy. And that's, that, that was basically the main topic of conversation. So I know. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, the usual animal form <laughs> craziness. Yeah, yes, indeed. Uh, anything on your mind specifically, or should we prompt you with a topic? No, actually, I, I do got something on my mind. I've been listening to you guys since um, you had uh, D.W. Griffith or somebody on your, your podcast, and uh, I lost you when you were with the other network, and I, I reacquainted myself with your program. But, you know, the main thing is I hear a lot about getting people to wake up, get informed and whatnot. And I'll tell you, I, I, I'm the same kind of thinking here, but we can take that a step further. And, and I just hope that your listeners know that, you know, they need to get involved in, I think, their local politics to begin with. You know, and you, you know, we mentioned Ron Paul and the Campaign for Liberty and some of these groups. Um, you know, I think it starts at the uh, the basic community level here, and to to move your community. If you do it in your townships, and you move beyond your townships and into your counties, into your states, eventually we can start changing the thought process of a lot of things that are going on out there. I mean, it, it's crazy to hear all these stories and things that are going on, and you get overwhelmed with it. And you think, how are we going to change all this? But the best way to do it, I think, is to get involved. I mean, me personally, I became a delegate in my uh, in my township, and you know, it's a small thing, and I live in a kind of a rural area, but it, it's great that you know I can get out there and make an impact just among my community. God bless you, brother. Good, good stuff. Very, yeah. I agree, and I, I agree wholeheartedly. And, and what that does is when you're getting when you get involved in your local community and the local politics, what you're doing is you're you're setting yourself up as a bulkhead out there. So when the true tyranny does come, when uh, cops are trying to kick down your doors, and you're the local mayor, mayor of your town because you've uh, foreseen all this and you've tried to get involved locally, you can stop that at its source right there. You are a sovereign entity, and you can and you can stop that tyranny right there so that really is what you're talking about is the super remedy for all of this it bypasses everything that's happening right now you know it'd be great if ron paul got elected into the presidency but you know the military could assassinate him and they can also you know 
declare martial law in the country, and then that would leave us nowhere. But your remedy is getting involved locally, and if martial law ever does come down, uh, does come down the pipeline, yeah. um, you know, you are there, and other people are there to to stop them from to stop the cops from kicking down your door and checking your house. Yeah, Dave, great, great stuff. I Absolutely. agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and I just. I hope that, you know, uh, people just don't be scared to, to get out there and do it. I mean, it's uh, it, it's a good thing when you can get out there and, and start changing minds. You know, I, I never was involved until Ron Paul came on the scene, and um, I started thinking, you know, he's right. He's right. Now I was really frustrated because everybody ridiculed him, and, you know, we kind of banded together, and his movement started. And I, I just think we need to keep perpetuating it, and, uh, and we need to keep fighting on that level, too. But you're right. There comes a time, too, when... Uh, you know, if that martial law comes and, you know, they start, you know, coming after our guns and all this stuff, I think people will wake up pretty abruptly that way, too. Yeah, Dave, I agree, and, and I, that's what I try to tell people. Everybody, you know, obviously, I, I guess we don't talk enough about answers on the show. We always kind of complain about things. Um, but, yeah, the bottom line is you, you make a good point, make a really good point. It's so important to get involved at the local level, and I think Ron Paul and so many of the honest politicians out there, they, they also preach that. Uh, Dave, thanks. definitely thanks for the call. And if you listen back to the uh, podcast of tonight's show, we did uh, give you a little bit of a American score, America the Beautiful. So yeah. um, definitely listen back, and thanks so much. It's great to hear from folks out there who, um, you know, we are back. And hopefully most of the people who were yeah. following us, Ben, know about this. And but- i got to say, man, I'm working on a, a – I'll keep my identity – I'll try not to put this out in the open, but I'm working on a politician's website right now because what I do for a living is, is web design. And I'm looking, working on a politician's website right now, and I have to tell you, it is so much easier – to run for Internet. office, local office, than I had ever imagined. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's so easy to – just having your name on the ballot gives you a certain amount of votes out there. Just forget about campaigning, going door-to-door and shaking hands and putting lawn signs all over the place. It's so much easier to run for local office than a lot of us realize. So I, I really do um, applaud people that, that vote for – that go for local office and really put them, themselves out there as uh, you know defenders of, the, sure. of, of liberty. Sure. So. No, no question about it, Ben. It is it is much easier. I met a guy named Jim Russell who uh, ran against Nita Lowy here in New York, and he came to my house. Literally, I thought there was some kind of weirdo at my door. He's like, "Oh, I'm Jim Russell," and he came in. And he had uh, lemonade with my family, you know, during the summertime. <laughs> he had lemonade. Yeah, we gave we gave him food and stuff, and this guy for and like a nice three... ham sandwich. Well, yeah, with ham, cheese. well, no, my mom cooked better than that. We don't <laughs> give him ham sandwiches, but no, we. And he he sat with us for three and like three hours or two hours, Ben. I gave him some Alex Jones films. I know I'm going to be upset about that. I gave him some other truth films, some documentaries. He loved them, and then he gave us, you know, his policies, and he sat with my family, and you know, obviously he didn't win, unfortunately, but yeah. it's t- he, you know, it, he the, spent the, too time, too much time sitting with your family. Exactly, you shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't have come to my house. What is wrong with this guy? Anyway, uh, I think it's time for the power segment. We only got about eight minutes, and yeah. I, I want to try to get some news and information here. Oh boy! Oh God! Get up! Get up, girls! Come on, Ben, you Sweet. Oh, man. Oh, man, this is a perfect song to uh, lead into the first power segment. You want to play one more, Pyeth? You want to uh, play one more song? Gay leaders slam oh, okay. Obama's choice for pastor. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Oh, boy. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Oof. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm,
Seven minutes to go. Let's do it, Ben. Power through, baby. Let's do it. Get her done. George W. Bush says the war on terror is a genera- generational conflict. You trying to do the Bush impression there, yeah. Ben? Is that what you're doing? Uh, apparently, it's the worst present. Uh, it's the worst. Uh, yeah, pe- people don't ever, like yeah. your Bush impression, Ben. I don't oh. think. <laughs> Screw them. I don't like them either. Oh. I think it, uh, excellent. Good. <laughs> the United States Good for war you, on terror will continue for many years to come. President George W. Bush said Wednesday in a speech on his National Security Agency uh, legacy. Oh, sorry. Uh, Bush, who leaves office on January 20th, compared the fight against terror to the Cold War of the post-World War II years. Uh, shut up! <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Like the struggle against communism during the Cold War, the struggle against terror will be a generational conflict, Bush told military officers at the U.S. Army. War College. Absolutely. Continuing on. Continuing on the power You're a very, segment. Very sick man. <laughs> oh boy, this power segment is already going to be over. Forget yes, thank you. Craziness, thank you for joining us. Uh, forget hard choices. We need pampering. Central banks. Central banks are right to flood the world economy with newly printed money so long as they know when to stop. Love it. Great. At long last, the world's economic leaders are swinging into action. The U.S. Federal Reserve could have done what it did on Tuesday night, slashing U.S. interest rates to absolute zero and announcing that it would print money without limit two months ago when the collapse of Fannie Mae and Lehman Brothers turned to a localized financial problem into a life-threatening convulsion threatening the entire global economy, but better later than never. Uh, Basically, the article here is just saying that, yes, keep printing up money. We need more fake money. The world's most uh, important economic policymakers now have the bit between their teeth. Uh, Their counterparts in Britain, Japan, Switzerland, and Eurozone (laughs) will find it impossible not to follow. Politicians all over the world must now stop talking about hard choices and start taking soft options. That may sound sardonic, but it isn't supposed to be. The political rhetoric of hard choices may sound more appropriate than soft options, but a medical analogy makes it clear why pampering, not punishment, is what the world economy now requires. So they're just kind of backing oh, the God, Fed's decision man. to print up more money. Power segment continues. <laughs> the whole country shot. Indeed. I tried. I tried. <laughs> right, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get mad. <laughs> Don't get mad. Don't get uh, mad. The, the, the Iraqi journalist who threw the shoe, whose, <laughs> whose arms are now broken and is being tortured oh my currently, God. Yeah, he's... has written a, a statement saying, sorry, he's sorry for the shoe throwing. I'm sure it's because they have his, his penis in a vice grip <laughs> oh or something. Oh, my goodness, but <laughs> The Iraqi journalist arrested for throwing his shoes at U.S. President George W. Bush. Hanging out with John Yu too much, I think. You gotta go stop hanging out with John Yu. <laughs> he has written to Iraqi Prime Minister Nari al Maliki apologizing over the incident. Maliki's office said Thursday in his letter he asked the Prime Minister's pardon. Uh, he asked him for a pardon, so he wants a yeah. Now he wants a pardon after it. So it's a huge it, statement. It's, it made differences in the parl- in the Iraqi Parliament. Now he's because he, you know because America's like wow, this guy's getting away with this. But now he yes, he's now he's asking for a pardon. Yes. And, and like you said, Ben, if you do uh, very harsh things to a man's genitals, and yes, they will give in eventually. So would I. Um, when he was asked whether he had acted on the orders of a political party or for money, he had said no. And when asked if he was aware of the effect of his gesture, he answered yes. Of course he was aware. He threw two shoes at President Bush. I mean, you know, it's, this, <laughs> it's is, like big, the, this is like the new way to protest deal. now. This made, this made an impact all over the world. Power segment hopefully continues here. And just to layer on the big piles of turd and BS, Condoleezza Rice says Bush didn't ignore any 9-11 warning. Because there was no when, where, or how. This woman's a piece of crap. Like I said, Lying, <laughs> sack of shit, <laughs> trash can, gummies, dirt bag, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you 
evil is one thing, Ben, but this woman is smart and evil, and just she just looks at. She's got that whole evil thing going. She looks like a um, lizard. Oh my god, it just scares me. To look at, I can't even look at her. But sure enough, folks, outgoing Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice has acknowledged that she was responsible for the security failures that made possible the 9/11 attacks. However, she did so only fleetingly and in a back uh, backhanded manner before returning to justifications of her actions. I do take responsibility, but this was a, sy- a systematic failure. Rice told CNN's Zane Verge uh, during an exit interview on Wednesday. But yes, did come out and say there were no warnings, Ben, where, Freaking when, liar. or how, which is, Scum like I said, woman. if you believe that, then go look up Goldilocks and the Three Bears. There's about as much truth to that as there is there. Uh, thank you what? for... What? That's true. Goldilocks is true. I, I know, Ben. We'll get to that. Uh, thank you, Cat, Carl, uh, Chalice, and Dave for your calls. Thank you, everybody, for your participation in emails. And thank you very much for participating in the chat room. Folks, we'll be back on Monday, not tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a rerun, and uh, we will talk to you Monday. Thanks so much again for participating. We shall talk to you then. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Goodbye. And it won't be too long, whether I'm right or wrong.